Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking on Charge podcast. This is Jonathan with Team Salt Boys. My name is uh, Ryan with Team Lethal. And you got Marco here with Team Meta Club. We are on episode four today. A pre-release just happened for Vicious Rejuvenation set 12. A lot of interesting topics to talk about today. Uh, I think we want to probably go over everything. There's so much to talk about, but we're going to take this in, in stride. So... Uh, I think we should probably start with probably the most polarizing thing of any set, Secret Rares. Mm-hmm. Um, another three Secret Rares sets, uh, black, blue, and green, if I'm not mistaken, were the colors for the set. This yeah. set. Uh, so let me go over that real quick. We have Supreme Kai at time, uh, Tiggle Biddies. <laughs> and she is the most expensive of the set so far at $200 on the marketplace. Because she's good. She is very good. Uh, and she looks good. We got the <laughs> <laughs> Majin Bujanemba uh, secret rare, which is a badass. It goes in black or green. And then you got your Pai Kuhan, which I think is my least favorite. Um, probably most people's least favorite of this set. Uh, so where do we want to start and where do we want to... Well, we're going to start with the best. We're going to start with the Supreme Opie of Time. All right. So Supreme Opie of Time. Ryan, take us away. All right. So... Uh... Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and flex. I did pull this card <laughs> for my uh, three boxes that I bought. Um, <clears throat> so it's got the same permanent as hat check. If, it's, if it leaves the battle area in any kind of way, uh, it's removed instead. So it's a good way for you to uh, make sure... It's a good way for Banna to make sure that she don't, like, you know, just put it back in your hand constantly. Uh, it's got an activate main and activate battle for one. It's activate main is choose this card and all uh, opponent's cards... Uh, all of your opponent's battle cards and all of your opponent's unison cards... And send them to their owner's warp. So you've got a, a board wipe for decks that don't have board wipes. And then you've also got a way to get unisons off the board into the warp. We don't usually see that for a lot of things, but the, what is it? Set 13 is really showing us that uh, unison removal is coming out slowly but surely. And then you've got an activate battle for one. If you have three or more energy, so this, unit, uh, so this secret comes out for three, basically. It's an activate battle for one, but you have to have three energy for you to play it. Play this card uh, from your hand, and if you do, your opponent can attack with either your cards or uh, unison cards for the turn. So you have an activate battle on a swing, and then you basically uh, lock your opponent out of leader card and unison card swing. So it's kind of like the opposite of like a Nimbus. True. Now, it doesn't require any color uh, restrictions, which is badass. You can plug it into anything, uh, and everything is just one energy. So there are some cards that... Well, there's one card I'm thinking of that's probably non-playable, but you play it for two and it can tap for an energy. I'm sure they'll bring more. It's like a set three oh, card. Oh, Supreme, uh, Supreme West Kai. Yeah, that one. I think they're probably going to make more of those cards. Uh, and also, I did notice that this says Unison Cards and not Unison Card, mm-hmm. which makes me think that in the future they will allow multiple Unisons or cards that say, if you already have a Unison, ignore set rule of playing only one and play this again. Or that's play like I was with. I feel like if that were to happen, we'd, we'd start looking at like, the game going more towards like a magic route. Because there's some magic cards uh, that say, uh, when this card's on the field, ignore the legend rule. Which means if you have two of the same legends with the exact same name, you can play them still. Uh, they kill themselves. But with the legend rule being ignored, they don't kill themselves. Right. You can still have more than one copy out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is by far the best of the set. Uh, 
generically good. Marco, thoughts? No, no, it's just basically I was going to say the price is sitting at 200 as this podcast is being recorded. It's probably justified right now. It's just simply because how versatile and how many utilities the card brings to you. So as mentioned by Ryan, I mean, the biggest thing is you get a 40K beater for one energy, even though it's restricted to come out to turn three. But also it's just a board wiper and it nullifies, you know, your opponent's onslaught when they're going on the offensive route. So there's a lot of decks, especially green, that's running like double strike unisons. So this will be really good for them. So it's like either they get the leader swing first or if they want to put the pressure and lose the draw off the leader swing, you can play this off. And then, of course, it being a board clearer, it's it's very good. Uh, you know, there's probably going to be some, depending on the deck you run, there might be some other secrets you may favor as finishers. Like, you know, looking at Celzino or in Evan's case, he'll always stick with Victor Strike. But down the road, this will always be a really good option if you ever look at a deck and you're like, hmm, what secret can I run? Especially with a deck that lacks in removal or stunning your opponent. This this will be a really good card. I highly recommend it. Uh, people picking this up after official release date. You know, just waiting for the price of it to drive down a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk market prices here in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. The, That's the true. thing that this card brings, too, is that... Um, uh, if your deck struggles against probably a still still relevant deck, uh, Gohan, mm -hmm. uh, Reboot Gohan, this mm -hmm. is pretty much your out to them. That's true too. Because if you like with Blue, Blue has Hatchet. So if you're they're they're the Gohan leader and they restand for you know their effect and they're trying to swing for game, you just hatch them. Mm -hmm. You know, right before they restand for their final effective, they've got that one swing. You've got three energy. They got one life, and they're like, I'm just gonna go for it. You just play this on them, and then they just like they pretty much can, they can just lose right there because you've got a 40k body now. Yeah, that's actually a really good thought process, really good strategy, even though it got slammed by that just, unique ban hammer, but that's yeah. definitely a good way to look at it. The most unique banning I've ever seen, best of one ban, like, all right, well. Yeah. But we don't care about it in main tournaments, but like, your local scene. <laughs> like, your local scene, dog, you know, terror of the locals, I think we've, I don't think we've seen a reboot go on leader in our locals for a while. Mm-hmm. But going on to the next secret, I really like this upcoming secret. It's going to be the Majin Buu Incarnate. I really like this one. It's super unique. It's one of our counter-counter secrets. And simply that you can use it for green or black. Because I believe... Oh, Ryan, go ahead and read the effect. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this card is a Double Strike Ultimate Counter-Counter. Uh, if you're, if a card other than your leader card is in battle, negate the counter-attack skill, then play this card. So if you're swinging with one of your... Uh, Battle cards or unison cards, uh, you can activate the counter kind of like if you're trying to go in for game, you can just use this effect to secure game for you. And then it's got a permanent. If your leader card is mono green or black demon realm race, so you basically are looking at um, Turles for this set. You can probably look at it for Go Tanks, as Go Tanks has a lot of battle card unison card swings. Um, and then you're, and then you've got Demigra, and then you've got the ultimate deck coming out uh, next week as well uh, for Toa and Mechibora. And um, Shroom and Salsa as well. Oh, and Shroom and Salsa too. You've got uh, numerous decks in right now that you can play this card in that are going to be really good with it. So if your leader is Mono Green or a Black Demon Realm Race card and you're activating this card's counter skill, reduce the energy cost of this card in your hand by 7. If your leader card is a Black Demon Realm Race card, treat this card in your hand with no specified cost in battle. So if you're playing uh, Toa, I believe the new Toa, she reduces cost in hand. So you're looking at a 2-drop counter-counter skill. I didn't think about that. <coughs> the main thing I actually want to bring up is that that part where it becomes it has no specified cost if your leader's a demon realm race, like this 
Secrets just is extremely unique, and I really like that about Secrets. I like when they're really unique. I like when they're not super broken. I think that's one of the things that we mentioned before that Bandai has slipped up on, just making super broken Secrets. But this has its utility, and yeah. I really like it. So this makes me think of all the, and I'm, I'm an old head here, but Demigra's cards that came out like from set four and Ultimate Box. Mm-hmm. There's a Ultimate Box Triple Striker for five mm-hmm. that said uh, Triple Strike, when this card swings, if you have 15 cards in your warp, choose all your opponent's battle cards and combo with them. Yeah. I, I don't remember how many cards it need is in the drop. I think but, it's 10 or 15. But that's definitely the effect. Um and there's a cheap way to get it out now with, the, I think, Draftbox Demigra that came out with the overround and then you go in. It's for the other five-drop Demigra that came out in Draftbox, but yeah. you can utilize it here. So you get that out as early as turn, I think, two or three. Mm-hmm. And then you just counter-counter the, the triple. So you're clearing their whole board, mm-hmm. you're triple striking, and then you have another double strike on, on end. So especially if Bulma is becoming more and more meta, mm-hmm. GG. <clears throat> Yeah. See you later, because you're not KOing, you're not removing from battle, you're comboing. Yeah. The, the only thing I think about that is that I'm not entirely sure that draft box that brings out, it's an overall draft box you're talking about that brings out the 5-drop Demigra. Yes. I don't know if your leader needs to be Demigra specifically or not. I think it does. It doesn't? Okay, but then, then the, it can work. The 5-drop has to be if your leader is... Okay, because the only thing I'm concerned about is I can't remember if the Demigra leader actually has a Demon Realm Race trait on it. Uh, we could try to do a quick look up here. Yeah, because I think he was like a demon god, but I may be completely wrong. Because I think I was actually looking into that, uh, looking reading one of the cards that says if your leader's a demon realm race. And I was disappointed because I believe that the Meager didn't have it. Yeah, um... I just don't know anything about Demigra. <laughs> See, so it's just Demigra and a demon Demi- god. Ooh. It doesn't actually have the demon rum race. Well, guess who just got screwed over? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I was highly disappointed because I'm trying to bring Demigra back because he was one of my favorite leaders, and it's just like the motivation's not there because these cards are not doing it for me. Well, you guys had you, you guys had your chance with Storm. <laughs> that stuff was fun. Yeah, but yeah, nonetheless, though, I'm a big fan of this card. I really like it. There might be some other secrets people will favor, it's just depending on the archetype and the deck that they're running, but this this card definitely has a place in the in the foretold future. I think it's gonna the be f- meta. <laughs> green finally gets a counter counter, right? Absolutely. So this is gonna be breaking for uh, all the green decks that have been sprouting out lately. Do you think green will stick through the meta now? Because it's always kind of sparked in the first couple sets, like ten and eleven in the meta, and then it fades into like blue. Until Dormant Potential gets power crap, it, the green will be in the meta. That card's fucking retarded. That card is that card is ridiculous. If you have a deck that runs blockers, like the like for example, I run Broly Harutagar, the Broly starter deck, the green one. I play Dormant Potential. I literally just have to deal with one attack each turn. Yeah, especially with like the good like you have Go Tanks, and like I said, now you have uh, Turles. Mm-hmm. Go Tanks has the. Uh, the the Gohan blocker and it's got the um the Zarbon blocker yep. and then with Turles you've got the Raisin blocker and you've got the four drop Zeno Turles blocker. Yeah, it should along dormant potential is re- relevant, it green will be in the meta. Because green already has the powerful cars. It's just sometimes unlike like you know, not considering Majin Vegeta because they go off as soon as turn two. You know, they can win games by turn two or three. I've seen it happen. But you know, a lot of green decks sometimes they have time to set up. You then, you know, so forth. Dorm Potential allows them to do that. It, would, it allows them to extend the game to where they can follow through with their game plan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
Green will be relevant for a good while. Alonso and potential is in the game. Until it gets power crap for like a different color where they get something better, you know, then green may fall out because the other color has the better negate or so forth. Because Flying Nimbus used to be one of the best negates in the game. Now Flying Nimbus is viewed as one of the weakest negates in the game. Exactly, because of the fact that Unison and Leader Swings are more relevant now. Yeah. It, it'll happen. I don't know how, because Dorman is pretty ridiculous. Oh, it's going to be like some nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to start making cards that says your opponent cannot activate negates on this swing. And then that presents more opportunities to play around Dorman. They have those, but they're not playable. N- not efficiently. Even like my four-dropper Kuma racer gun? <laughs> God, no. Please never. Uh, where does this rank on Green Secret Rares? Um, Top three? Well, there's only three good green secret There's This one of uh, the Great Ape Bardock and Salzino. Not in my in, in top three of all the secrets, I already have my top three. This doesn't surpass that. But for green secrets, though. For green secrets. I will have to see Victory a full Victory Strike list. is green. Early um, Agents I, of Destruction. I'm I am not Evan, so I'm not gonna put Victory Strike at number one. I, in terms of playable viability right now, Salzino still. It's gonna be Salzino, even though there's it's no longer in the meta right now because Gotenks uh, is going to run that Gradient Bardock because they need more protection now in the meta. Um, and Turnless legitimately cannot play it because of the leader effect. So you can't you can't pay its um, successor cost. So yeah. you're going to see... So, But still, still number one. Gradient Bardock is going to be number two because of the protection value it has. It's unrealistic. Do you and value that over this? Over this? Counter-counter? Entirely. But I would still run this in, uh, in Turnless over uh, Gradient Bardock. Because you have the fruits for protection, but you don't have like you don't have that kind of uh, extra protection that Gotenks needs. You've got dormant blockers, and then you've got uh, Great Ape Bardock. You don't need a finisher in Gotenks because Gotenks is really good at making its own finishers. I mean, to <coughs> me, this if you're going green aggro, this is much better than ape. No, yeah. Like I'm just thinking, like Majin Vegeta with this turn three going for kill. It's like okay, you're dead. Well, they set up a double striker for them. Well, you counter counters, so you're like you're swinging in, and they're like, "Yeah, negate like Dormant or whatever." Like, no, Dormant's out of here. See you later. I'll have to see this card in action to put it on my rank list. I mean, it's definitely up there. I just don't know where it is on my rank list. That's I, my only thing. I think this card is just going to be better in Toa, though. To to my frankly, to be honest, this card's going to be way better in Toa. Paying two energy for a counter counter is way more efficient than three energy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you get a, for two energies, you get a forty k beat stick. For double strike. Exactly. I think Toa will be very relevant in the meta. I think she's going to be insanely busted. She's. I know so that two drop slug blocker that brings out the nine drop vicious looking slug. I know a lot of people are complaining about that. It's ridiculous. Uh, you have the Dark Bro- the, the new Dark Brothers that are coming out just for Toa. Those yeah. are cards are in, insanely uh, ridiculous too. Yeah, I'm interested I'm to see how it plays out, but I didn't realize this comes out as a two drop for Toa. Only because it reduces uh, cost yeah. and it has no specified cost. You heard it here first on Thinking on Charge podcast, by the way. Shout out to to, to us because <laughs> we're we're sp- spreading the spice. I mean, I hope I'm not wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we might be. Hey, but... shout out to episode three. I had like three things wrong in that episode. That episode never came out. <laughs> I saved us in the Demigra play. I cannot save us here. <laughs> no, we can we can actually check out the Toa. Go check out the Toa before I just completely seal myself out for being wrong. It's that one right there. Okay. Uh, uh, this looks like a. Uh, a textbook. Oh, there it is. If you have um, no specified cost, reduce their energy cost by one. Nine or less, reduce their en- uh, energy cost by one. Yeah. No. This thing is a 10, 10 drop. Cost. Is it a 10 cost? That was a- no, go back. I think it's because a 10 cost. Because it, it loses it loses seven. Oh, no, no. Because it reduces itself to seven, so it's a three drop in hand, but you activate the counter skill, so it still sees itself being a three drop. Let me see the, let me see the tower again. So, I'll read it verbatim. 
Treat dark burly cards with original energy <coughs> cost of nine or less. Original command, and non-black battle cards with Zeno in their character's name and original energy cost of nine or less. Original. Never mind. I was wrong. So they know what they're doing. The spice is wrong. <laughs> the Don't sp- follow the spice. <laughs> Edit part number four. All right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Get All ready right. for episode four point five. Ready for four point five is <laughs> to demolish the recording. <laughs> Honestly, thought it, I thought it, I thought I thought it worked differently than that. I well, know. that was the only thing I was concerned about. Literally, was the word original. Yeah, yeah. that's too. There also that, uh, also just want to point that out. Uh, I may be wrong on that, but I also want to give a hand to Bandai. <laughs> They're doing a good job with this original energy and original cost. Oh, they did good with the blue secret uh, hatch too, because the what was it? The anniversary box would have been busted on that. Mm-hmm. You just evolve it for free. Yeah, yeah. and then the uh, and then you've got. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, red the uh, SS four Broly specifying original uh, uh, cost of thirty five. Yeah, original power cost of thirty five instead yeah. of being power thirty five. So you would have seen some insane GT Goku plays come back, or you yeah. would have seen like you know anything that can end in a thirty k um, or any any red uh, red blue deck like Frieza for example ends on that thirty k triple strike. Mm-hmm. Since it being at once, play the Broly. They they specified it to make it actually not completely. Like, just undeniably the best secret of the game. Yeah, no, absolutely. <clears throat> they, they definitely, uh, Bandai's definitely been paying attention to some details uh, about a lot of cards. But let's go on to our third and final secret of the set. The most lackluster. Eh, I'll read this one. It's lackluster like me. Oh uh, so double strike, dual attack. It's an eight cost with four specified blue, I believe. Mm-hmm. When this card uh, attacks, your opponent reveals their hand. So you get hand knowledge, which is really good. Uh, you choose one card from their hand with an energy cost of seven or less. Uh, it doesn't say battle card, so any card. Uh, place it at the bottom of its deck, of their owner's deck, and then your opponent draws a card. So, I imagine that you don't get to see what they draw, no, which is yeah. fair. But it's dual attack anyway, so you get to see it anyway. Yeah. Just not the second one. But hand knowledge is very big. Yeah. Uh, being able to remove key pieces is very big. So I think, even though it's lackluster, it's still a very strong card if you can play it. Uh, activate battle. Tap four blue. If your leader card is blue, all of your energy is mono blue, and your opponent has four or more energy. This is probably the least favorite part of it. Uh, play this card from your hand, and if you do, choose all your opponent's battle cards and return them to their owner's hands. So, no deflect, no barrier. Should have swapped. It honestly should have just swapped itself to be um, uh, activate four uh, four blue. If your leader card is blue and all of your energy is mono blue, and your opponent has four or more energy, uh, choose all of your opponent's battle cards and return them to their hand. Then play this card. I understand why they didn't do that because if it does get bounced back to your hand, you can do it again. But nobody's gonna bounce this card. It's the same thing with the uh, blue hatch jack. Nobody's gonna trunks the hatch jack because if you trunks the hatch jack, you still can't attack for a turn. And I put the hatch jack back in my hand. Correct. Uh, honestly, having your opponent needing to have four <clears throat> energy is kind of crucial. If you go first, you have to wait a whole another turn. Um, and there are some decks just in the meta that could just survive on three energy. Correct. Uh, swap Broly. Uh, you've got um, Vegex. Uh, no longer Vegex. But if it did, but. Uh, Green Go Tanks can tech. Uh, Green Go Tanks can technically do it because they're smart enough to play around it, so they can just survive on three energy. Uh, Dark Broly can probably do it if they're just going to sit there with their. If they're just going to constantly do their um, their three, they don't need to go up any higher. Can uh, this go and revitalize the old Zamasu engine that makes you that forces your opponent to charge up? Yeah, I mean you can play to that Zamasu because. Samasu doesn't have a... a, a I, mean, I mean, you plug the, the old new Samasu from, like, set 10 into that old leader. Kind of, but I was... And then I run mean, this as a secret rare. If I was playing Zamasu, I'd still want to play the hatch, just for the protection. It's just, it's just an inconvenience. I don't... 
that four more energy parts is very disturbing for me. Yeah, so, I agree. So the thing about the secret I was explaining before to some of my team members and you know other players is that it just gives Blue another option for a finisher because that's one of the things Blue will struggle towards endgame is just having a really consistent finisher. In a real world, people would like to charge past four energies because the more energies you have, the more plays you have access to. But, you know... It, if your deck is viable off of three energies and you can prevent your opponent from playing a secret, they'll more than likely do that. It's just as the game is progressing, especially which Blue is really good at, you start losing advantage over that. So what I mean by that is if you're sitting at three energies and your opponent is going to their six energy, they're just going to be able to overwhelm you with those excessive amount of energies over you. So in a sense, you are put in a, in a clock too, that if you decide to stay three energies just to prevent a secret from coming out, but if your opponent's going to turn five or six with five or six energy, you're still stuck on three, you will be losing momentum like that too. So it's a double-edged sword. So it's a wonderful situation where you would have to end the game within the next two turns if you take that strategy. But I think the secret in terms of finisher is pretty good. It not having barrier deflect, I'm okay with it. It's just... Yeah, Bandai's learned uh, giving secrets barrier deflect is kind of not a good idea. Yeah. I mean, eventually later in the game, we, we might start seeing like a whole set where secrets have some kind of evasion tactic. But at the end of the day, right now, um, just decks, I've noticed, are just have a hard time getting over barrier. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of decks are. Because uh, the Broly secret uh, from the uh, last set is still, is in my opinion, the reason why it's the, be- the best secret out of there and why it makes Swap Broly so good is because it has barrier. Yeah. Uh, and you talk about like stuff like trunks. Trunks can't put it at the bottom of the deck. Uh, none of the trunks that you play from life to put two cards back in your opponent's hand can get over it. Uh, Soaring Blow Vegito can't uh, bottom deck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got stuff like green, uh, where the only card in green for Go Tanks is the uh, the three drop because it ignores barrier. But you know, majority of people are about the three drop, the five drop. But majority of uh, Go Tanks players are just playing the six drop. They don't like playing the five drop anymore. So. They play the six drop. The six drop can't get around it because it has barrier. Uh, black, um, you can't uh, dark roll either way because it's got barrier. Yeah. So a lot of decks just have a hard time getting around uh, evasion. That's what made Celzino so great is the fact that it had deflight. It was just this massive monster. So if you're sitting on like four cards left and one of them is like, you know, uh, a Vegeta from uh, set uh, 10, the counterplay one. Rifle um, transformation. Uh huh. You can't put it in rest mode because it's got deflect, and now he's eating three of your cards out of your hand, and now he's swinging for game because you uh, sat on a counterplay, and you uh, it's that deflect. You're losing. Yeah. True. Um, I, I don't think there's much else to say about the secret rare. I think we'll have to wait and see what the meta holds for us. Um, no. I don't think it's going to be as playable if everything continues to be as aggro as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people don't get to turn four anyway. Okay. Yeah, my only thing is is that four more energies and also the return the battle cards to your opponent's hand. I never, I don't know, I've never been a fan about that with blue. But they if they have a large board, it's advantageous, I guess. But my biggest gripe about this card is just the four more energies. Really? I wish, I wish it required you to have. I would rather this card require you to have five energies than your opponent needing four energies to play. Because it. making yeah, making your opponent do something that you need them to do is hard. Yeah. That's true. It's like playing. It's like, it's like when I play Swap Broly, and like you play against somebody who can survive on two energy for mm-hmm. at the turn. Yeah. And I'm gonna go into three, and they're gonna stay at two, and then their turn they're gonna go to three. Yeah, there's something I can do about it. I mean, I'll be fine, but they they're gonna be in a much better position because that that gives them an extra turn to live. 
That one is okay because of how aggressive your deck is, but normally for blue, I guess excluding Janimba now, you know, there hasn't been very aggressive, recent aggressive blue deck. But yeah. But that's that secret. This would do really well against Bulma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially with Bulma. uh, Especially with all the new launch cards, uh, Bulma is just going to get better. But at the end of the day, I still prefer the Supreme Kai over this card against Bulma. Because the battlefield warping. Yeah, and it also gets rid of whatever units they're sitting on. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> uh, just in general, the things I want to go over for these unisons, or not for these unisons, for these, um, secrets, it's probably the price at the end of the day. Because, like you said, next week the set drops and the price is going to go down. Um, honestly, I see Supreme Kai of Time being like a 150 to 120. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see is probably sticking around 80 to 100. And then I see Pycon sitting at being like one of those cheap ones from 40 to 60, maybe being 80. If someone wins with blue and he has it in the deck, but he never plays it, yeah. this is funny to me. The, the problem with the the Pycon that it might go towards like the Vegito Rainbow secret route is because I think a lot of people are still going to favor Hatchack over it because I feel like there's just more efficient efficiencies, like efficient. Ah, edit that out. <laughs> I think it's just a more efficient strategy to build your board. You then use a hatch to utilize that same board to continue producing, you know, yeah. the momentum in your favor, to bring the momentum in your favor. Because, like, this card, th- this card is great and all, but at the end of the day, hatch just does more. Yeah, like, you know, I, that's my route. I still prefer the hatch. The green, the fact that it works for Demon Realms and green, and it's a counter-counter, makes it super unique. If you have a very aggressive deck, as Jonathan was saying, like Majin Vegeta, it, it's going to be good. It, it's a secret that's very viable. The Supreme Kai, splashable, viable, best secret in the set. Probably why it has the highest price range right now, and I think it will maintain the highest price range out of the three. Is it the best black secret rare in the game? Mm, I would yeah. have to look at all of them, yes. but probably so. It's just the fact that it comes like a big thing about this secret. It has three different utilities, and it comes out for one energy. I can give you like all the black secrets because black I smoke to... comes to mind. No, this is better energy. than black smoke. Yeah. Okay, it gives you advances so like much quicker and faster. This is better than negative energy. Gogeta SS4. I never been a I never been a fan of negative energy personally. No, I, I tried to run it in like so many black decks. It's just not good. Gogeta uh, SS4 is in the same boat. Comes out turn five. If we're having a problem with Pycon coming out per, uh, turn four. Gogeta is just worse. Yeah, I think yeah. all the other black secret. Yeah, turn and, five. You've, and you've got uh, uh, Poopy Demigro. Yeah, I forgot about that card even existed. <laughs> it used to be good. It used to be good, but like when you get to turn five and someone's just like, "Man, you're ripping my my hand," and it's just like now you get Demigra. It's just like, "Oh, I got my Demigra. Uh, cool rest mode." And it's just like, all right. <laughs> even like so many interactions, it's unreal. No, I think we're missing a couple black secret rares, but I, mean, I, th- I think we I think we nailed them all. Wait until we upload this, and there'll be like ninety comments from someone messaging us, be like, "Oh, you forgot this." Uh, Ambiguous uh, secret from like set you know negative one that comes that comes out for like twenty energy <laughs> and has like single strike and it does nothing. I'm like, all right, Ben, you know my point still stands. But uh, I can look real quick. I think uh, I honestly just think that um, Supreme Kai of Time is just the best Majin uh, black Majin Buu. Yeah, no, the the card is not even played in AOD. Arcane is so. It's- yeah, it's not even playing. It's not even playing the AOD. Oh, and you got the Vegito, the we one, about Vegito. the one that was supposed to be in the Tubba Tech, and then you've got Majin Buu, which just is a better option. Correct. So yeah, I think it's probably by far the best secret rare for Black, which makes it the most uh, 
What's the word I'm looking for? Playable in any? It's splashable in anything? The major yeah. the most versatile, splashable, and the best secret. What yeah, Nothing is locked about it. It comes out for... It's just in a situation... If you have a deck that lacks removal, or it lacks, like, a strong finisher, because 40k is nothing to laugh at. Or put a chop on it, if you're at two that's what, that's what made Hatchek so good, too. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just this... Fu- like, he's standing that intimidating pose for a reason. He's 40k three-drop coming at your face. It's like, at, it's like, at the end of the day, if you're just sitting there, sitting at two lives, and I keep poking you with 15, and the Hatch is over there on the sideline, ready to swing at you with the finishing <laughs> blow, like Mike Tyson, it's like, yeah, I gotta out-combo this. <laughs> so you got 40k, and you're blue, too, so you got sensibine, sensibine, sensibine. Yeah. And then you can combo all those with one case that are garbage in your hand, mm-hmm. and then you've got this massive, like you know, twelve, yeah. like twelve hundred thousand coming at if you. If you don't have a negate, man, this hatch is burning you. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. I think Mike Tyson with tits is probably like my favorite black secret. Right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, Supreme Opie of time. My best, only, my best, only thing. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, Supreme Opie of time, probably the best black secret. But like I said that for smoke, I did not say that for Gogeta because Gogeta locks you out of battle cards, and I don't like that effect. Yeah. Uh, I said that for smoke. Uh, Smoke, I still think, was one of the most versatile when Vegeta came out. And Vegeta, because Vegeta, you need a rainbow leader. It's unfortunate. Mm. But um, Supreme Cap Time uh, is just going to replace Black Smoke as the most versatile Black Secret in the game. Absolutely. Reboot Vegeta. Oh, yeah. Reboot the the secret that came out, what was it, two sets ago? (laughs) Go ahead and do that one real quick for me, please. No, I will say the only thing, it's just a random comment. I just don't like these old artworks on the secrets that they came out this set. I just wish they kind of like looking like looking at Pycon. Oh, yeah. They took the one drop Pycon or whichever one, and then they put the secret design next to it. The boo, they took an old tournament pack. Oh, yeah. The, the No, no, this is the seven drop. That's the seven drop from the tournament pack. No, it's not the. That's it, the triple strike. No, no this is not the. That's the is? triple. That's the triple strike one. Because I looked it up with one of my teammates, and it's literally exactly the one from. Um, they probably recycled that image. They probably recycled oh, that image. This Lord, is the third it's time. Even they worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Get on your shit. You know, this is I think uh, Cronoa, the one that countered uh, Shagesh, I believe. No, because she's wearing a white dress in that one. Yeah, I know. She was? I know because I play uh, Reboot Beerus, and you play Cronoa on Reboot Beerus. Uh, Reboot Beerus uh, unbanned and un- unrestricted. Oh, okay. Well, Brian's I don't got know. a big crush on Supreme Opie of Time, by the way. Uh, yeah, I wish there wasn't a child in the picture because I would really like the Supreme Opie of Time by yourself. <laughs> not with the literal child. I'm explain why they ended up putting it in the picture. Not the literal child in the yeah, background. That's, that's, the only, that's the only thing I didn't like about any of these secrets. They just had super old art. I, I just wish they used the new artwork and just. It's, a, it's an, a nod to the where it came from kind of thing. No. <laughs> no. I'm trying to get on the good side with Bandai guys. No, this is my favorite one. It's just like the, it's like that meme where it's just like you know, uh, look where they're now from high school. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't bully them in high school. This is what they blow up to be. <laughs> I have a quick question. So obviously we got baby Janimba, right? Yeah. yeah. We got this is J- uh, Janimba Boo. Janimbu. Janimbu. And then we got Hatch Baby, right? Yeah. Okay, so they're doing all these funky like combinations. These are all. Um... Heroes, right? I believe so. Yeah, these are all heroes. They're doing all these interesting combinations between these villains. So I'm very curious what oh, the next one might be. Yeah, they've got uh, what's it called? Uh, Bobbity or uh, uh, Bobbity Boo. Uh huh. They've got Chinimbu, and then they've got. Uh, but you're talking about Arcane as Bobbity Boo? Yeah. Yeah, that 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 outfit yeah. is really. And awesome. they've got uh, Baby Janemba, and they've got Baby Hatch. I think the next one we're gonna see Boo wise. There's actually a card from I think it's from Heroes that I want to see. Uh, if you're not gonna find it here. Uh, look up uh, Sealza, uh, S-E-A-L-E-S, uh, Heroes. Um, it's another absorption character from Heroes. He, um... I don't think I spelled that. Yeah, 
you gotta put Dragon Ball. You get Seals heroes. <laughs> yeah. Um. He. Um. That guy. He absorbs. Uh. They. They. They have like a little creation that absorbs a hit and uh. Goku Black Rose. They convince Goku Black Rose to help them fight the these guys. And uh. There's like this little creation that absorbs hit and Goku Black and has both their powers. And then he absorbs both of them. And becomes that dude. That dude is awesome looking. He looks like Sephiroth. I was about to say, he looks like Sephiroth from Final yeah. Fantasy. This is, this is a, honestly a hero secret I want to see. Like, like no joke. Like, if we get if we keep going the heroes route, I want to see seals that come out. Well, March is that big uh, event, yeah. right? So yeah. where they're putting fighters, oh, you were here, You weren't and... here for that one, but my guess for that one is that uh, because it's a crossover of, of heroes, legends, fighters, and uh, the card game, is we're going to get a leader from each set. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my biggest my biggest guess was that we're gonna get um, our uh, shallot card from Dragon Ball Legends, the original character from Legends. Yeah, that's who my guess is because um, he's a very popular character. Okay. But um, other than that, though, speaking of artwork, um, the big another thing that this set really has going for it is I told everybody about this. Evans was me was talking to me about this. Uh, this set. Has some of the best SPR artwork in the game. No, I don't think any other set can compare with how beautiful the SPRs look. Like, no joke. So on computer screen, these don't look <sighs> that enticing, to be honest. But then when you see the cards in person, it that added layer of like foil uh, effects, holographics, whatever the, it is that they're doing with them. Like he showed me the SS3 Gogeta. And in my opinion, that was like my least favorite from when I saw the previews. And he showed me the card. I was like, "Whoa, that's badass!" Yeah, whoever, by the way, whoever they did to make all these SPRs, uh, keep that dude there. <laughs> this this has got to be the most amazing set. The layering, the foiling, the effects, um, just everything in general about it is amazing. Like, um, like uh, originally, I was just like, "Oh, the Turtles Secrets, like uh, the Turtles SPR is like." The best one. And then you look at all of them, and then you know, like, then you've got like a competition of like who's the best. Like you've got SS3 Gogeta, Shenron, uh, Janimba. Um, you've got the uh, Demon King Piccolo uh, Unison. You've got even the Picon uh, one looks amazing. You've got Cell and Frieza. They look like the exact scene from GT Goku when they welcome him to hell yeah. and stuff like that. You've got Piccolo Junior from my, one of my favorite arcs in all of Dragon Ball history when he fought. Uh, I think this is the one where he fights Goku. Uh, this is either when he fights Goku or he fights Krillin. I can't remember. I don't know what movie he's doing right now. But, um, and then you even got the, the, the kind of meh, uh, Ginyu Goku. That's like the, the only one that I don't like. But that's just because of the character. The, the character's just not impressive. The artwork for it still looks amazing. So, the, the Picon definitely looks phenomenal. I think the best one's probably the King Piccolo Unison, the Conqueror. I know when that thing got revealed, people were losing their bananas. It's because it's it's got it looks like he's like you know like when they do those super power attacks in like the old anime and they kind of just shift it to look kind of more like a manga panel. Yeah, it's literally just a homage to that, and it's amazing. I agree. Yeah, that artwork is ridiculous. When that got revealed, I was like, "What are they doing?" Yeah, that, that yeah. I didn't pull that card, and honestly, I might buy a playset just to have. Yeah. I might buy one just to get it graded because <laughs> it looks that amazing. Yeah. So. Going back to amazing looking cards, last set there was the uh, Infinite Majin Vegeta SPR that looks badass, but it's like not playable. Oh yeah, and it's like a dollar. 
Oh, you're talking about the uh, the one that's got deflect triple strike? I don't the know. Four drop, the one that, yeah, the one that yeah, it's the four drop. One of the most iconic scenes in the entire series. And, and, they made it and the card is like all they had to do was replace the three drop with the four drop artwork, and they could have got a better card. But now they made the most unplayable card, the best artwork. Yeah, that that artwork. This is like my favorite character from the series. When I saw that artwork, I was like, oh, this is touching my soul. Well, I don't even own a copy of that card. <laughs> It's so bad. That thing is like in a common box for other people. It's it's kind of depressing to see stuff like that, but it would have been really awesome if they took that moment, like that pose, I guess you can say, and made that into a signature card. Because it was like a signature moment in the series, yeah. like, you know? So I thought that would have been like a really cool idea they could have done. I'm um, sure Bandai is ready to throw down some more signature cards. I'm think, waiting for it. I think with this new set coming out, they should do that. But for like cards in the past, cards that never had an SPR artwork, yeah, like that Maja Vegeta, and you've got even like some cards that never made sense, like bro, like the the swap Broly stuff. They never had an SPR. Mm-hmm. They sh- there should be one for a signature with the new uh, voice actor. Yeah, um, they should have one for Maja Vegeta. Um, you can look at some of the other cards in the past that just never had SPRs. Give them SPRs in this new upcoming March set, or May or March, the March, March set. Um, Wait, what, wasn't there rumors, like, with the whole complication with the Broly voice actor, he was supposed to have a signature card, but they replaced it, or is that just my imagination? I think that might be your imagination, just because... Uh, I don't have confirmation of that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hundred percent confirm what I'm saying, but I think it might just be uh it might just be something you maybe you, uh it might be a mistake because uh Assault of the Saiyans didn't have uh it didn't have Broly Swall it didn't have the not any Broly type cards. It didn't have any type of Broly cards. I might be wrong on this. Uh, huh. did, which one did it have? It had all the uh the arrival ones. Some of the red green? Yeah. Oh uh, oh that's right. I'm so caught up on Super Broly. I forgot about DBZ Broly. Yeah, it did. It did have a... That's probably about... It's probably like... The Z Broly is different than the... the, Is that where... It's Tragedy Foretold, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. They probably had a swap Tragedy Foretold. They probably had Tragedy Foretold, the SPR, and then they had the Signature Rare. That makes sense. I might be wrong on that topic. I just knew that there was complications happening. Because he got into trouble, right? The voice actor? Yeah. We're not going to get into that discussion. That, I, that, that's a literal I, I just, I just thought, like, I don't know, I might be making it up. I just thought he was supposed to have his signature card, but because of those complications, Bandai took that away and they ended up replacing it. I, I think it's why I got hit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Poo poo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's more valuable than Gohan. It's either hit or Gohan. Yeah. That that was actually when I saw. Well, I I really liked the color purple. So when I saw hit, that's like the only one I have multiple copies of. I have three hit signatures. Did you get the Beerus one? Because he's purple on that one. No, I was going to, but you know, cards start going up. I'm like, eh, I'm not gonna play him. It's forty dollars. Then it's like, oh, it's sixty dollars. I sound like me when I when I should have bought uh, Victory <laughs> Strike at like ninety to fifty. You know? yeah, I sound like me. I got really lucky with my Victory Strike, but like you know, that's how my attitude was with the signature cards. It's like, oh, I get them later. Like you know, they're at a hundred. Maybe they'll go down. Now they're like at two hundred. <laughs> I picked up. A, <laughs> I picked up my Vegeta, uh, my Vegeta signature for like forty. Yeah, and then I sold it for like one seven. Now, for collection purpose, I made sure I have one copy of each. But I should have picked up 20 copies. Of each. <laughs> if we knew what we knew now. Yeah, Mark over here with a single hand. All, I know, the all I know them. is whenever the next set that comes out with signature cards, I don't care what the secrets are, unless it has Victory Check on it, I'm not buying no secrets. I'm buying pure signature cards. They're going to mass produce this. Mark is going to lose all his money. 
Does it even, even matter? Because down the road, in twenty years from now, it's gonna hold value. I will literally buy a case if that's the case. I'm not even. I'll buy a case and then I'll like uh, take out a loan and I'll just put a pre-order signatures. <laughs> literally. Oh my gosh. But yeah. But, but I think uh, I think for the SPRs, they took some inspiration from last set because last set did have some good SPRs. Um, mm-hmm. You've got the uh, Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta SPR. Uh, what is it? Tra- uh, Dimensional Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's really amazing. Uh, you've Protector got Protector of the Earth from last set was really nice. Yeah, Protector of the Earth was really good with the moon in the background and everything. I like those type of SPRs. It's, if we look at the PyCon, how he has that's like very reminiscent of that. Yeah, like you know, that's really nice. Like when they have a very nice background to work off on, I I, I just really like those type of artworks. It makes you feel like you're in the scene itself. It's like like they stick very well to their source material, or they just create like their own amazing like you know, effects, like with SS3 Gogeta. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, he looks fantastic, you know, with what they gave him and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, when you look at the Turles one, the Turles one's very reminiscent of the movie when he's, like, you know, appearing down on everybody. The Turles one gives me the Garlic Jr. SPR vibes, but, yeah, it's nice, too. I, I like the aura. Yeah, especially with the, the gold on black. Yeah. They did a really good job coloring it. I like the unison for the Cell Frieza. It, it's not extremely... That, amazing, but wow. I just like the coloring scheme of it. It's, that that it's, could be an SR, in my opinion. I don't yeah. think it's that good. It's, an SPR. it's reminiscent of the scene uh, of the the arc when uh, Goku goes to hell. Yeah, um, it's like when they when they both welcome him to hell, power up and charge at him, and then Goku as a kid just like single handedly defeats both of them. Yeah, sure. it just molly wops on him. Obviously, I mean, the Conqueror, King Piccolo. That, that's just hands down my insane. favorite. Insane. Yeah, honestly, honestly, if it wasn't for like you know the probably. Literally the top three. You got Omega Shenron, SS3 Gogeta, even Janimba with the with the little blow that he's about to do. Yeah. Cause that's from like the scene where he takes like the, the what is it, and he just like flicks it and it's just this giant like you know pillar that comes out. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I really like the Janimba SPR too. When I saw because that's the deck I wanted to make. When I saw the SPR, I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost there. Almost, Almost there. It's Almost there. So good. Two steps away. <laughs> but yeah, the King Piccolo, yeah, that that's when I saw that spear, I was loud, man. I'll be copping that from the dollar bin because it's not playable. But yeah, hey, probably. Which one? The King, the King <laughs> probably a little bit playable then. You uh, play him in slug. That's about it. Right, I'll be man. picking that up from the dollar fifty bin. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the only reason why I thought about building slug is because of him. Yeah. I just want it because it looks badass. It looks amazing. I'll pick up the the Majin Vegetas and this. Those are for just purely cheap collectibles. There you go. Maju yeah. Vegeta. Most iconic scene, one dollar. <laughs> so disrespectful. It is really disrespectful. I remember yeah. people were ready to offload that for twenty thirty and there's like uh five? Five? Yeah. Three? Three? Four four dollars? Weren't they like twelves weren't they like twelves or fifteen a piece at one point? Like I, I don't know. All I know is these pre release prices are just getting lower and lower. Yeah, dude, pre-release prices used to be, like, a nightmare, like, when you first joined and yeah. stuff like that, especially for, like, sets, like, like three to one. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when I used to play a lot. Uh, it was a nightmare, because I was, that was when I was trying to build the Gito Rush yeah. and stuff like that, and you had, um, you had to get the, I was trying to get the SRs and the SPRs. They're, like, yeah, 50 to 60 bucks, and I was like, hmm, you have to run four of them, and it's just like, well, I don't want to do this now. That's how I felt about the starter deck Broly stuff, the green one. 
when the one drops came out along with the four drops and everything, a foil one drop, if I remember correctly, I think I had to pay like twenty, nearly twenty dollars a pop, and that wasn't even an SR. It was just a foil common or uncommon. I was like, what is this? Like, you, you know, the uh, then the Paragus's too. The Paragus. Oh, the Dash Pack one. Yeah, that yeah. Was... They held value for a little bit, but once official releases, the market got flooded. Mm-hmm. They went down a little bit, but they still had value nonetheless. It's if we look at that. They spiked again. Yeah. yeah. If we if we look at Dash Pack nowadays, they're like two dollars. <laughs> but now you've got TP packs. Yeah. Yeah. Night the the nightmare. Did I'm you... so glad that Bandai didn't put anything that made. They needs a deck to be viable in there again. Yeah. Like with Swap Broly or with um, uh, Gogeta because you needed the seven. Tr- you needed the the two drop Goku or not the two the two drop Vegeta to look for your Gogeta. Honestly, Bandai free advice uh, for next sets TP. Make a one-drop extra card so it's searchable with the leader, mm-hmm. and it's also searchable with the. Uh, it's also recurrable by the Goku and the uh, the Vegeta and Goku, I believe. One of them two gets a, a one-drop extra card out of the drop if it's played. Yeah, you get um, you get a one-drop extra card. Um, whenever uh, you can use it uh, to fetch out a Gogeta piece, you just have to reveal a Goku and Vegeta in hand uh, and get a Gogeta BR from your uh, deck to your hand. So next set you want support from something two sets ago. Oh, you mean like trunks? <laughs> That's very true. You mean too. like trunks? <laughs> yeah, I, they really they really pulled my leg with that one. When I saw that Tapion in the new TP set, uh, yeah, so I thought I was for Harutagon. I'm like, oh, cool, we have right. our options. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's Trunks Future. I'm like, what? Yeah, I was like, oh, cool, uh, Harutagon gets support. Read the, read the first effect play of Trunks. <laughs> you got like, mm. I don't know. I was just, I'm sitting over here thinking, was that like a Trunks that works so well? Because you know, the, 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 the Trunks Future, and I'm like, mm, this doesn't make no sense. Yeah, we're definitely going to touch on those TP cards later on, but that <laughs> that kind of threw me off for a spin. See, you can see, you can... I can now make suggestions for for decks two cents ago because of Tapion. Yeah, so yeah, go to, uh, so you won that argument very square. Exactly. So there you go, uh, Bandai. Free 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 cards. Hire me to make your cards. Bandai, if you're listening, hire this guy. Yeah, because I don't. I'm not sitting over here. Remember that what was that one post that someone made where they made like the 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 universe seven Frieza. Uh, Invoker duels. Oh, I was uh, double color and it had Invoker and the leader card. I was like, no, dude, you you got me met. You got me met. That that is a nightmare. Ain't it, Shane? Yeah, yeah, at least. Oh, yeah, I thought I love World Combination Turn. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else we got going on? So let's talk a little bit about pricing. So, like you said before, prices were sky high up mm-hmm. until probably the last four or five sets on pre-release, and I have a. A theory on why. Yeah. So there was always an issue with distribution. I recall with Destroyer Kings, which was set six, probably two years ago almost to this date, uh, people weren't getting their cases in. Stores weren't getting product. There were some issues with shipping. And so that's probably why you were paying $20 a foil for that one drop common. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now we're seeing that the pre-release prices are pretty reasonable for pre-release, right? Like you could order your set and not drop two, three bills on a card uh, for a play set. And I think it's because everybody's getting their boxes properly allocated. There's mass production of product because Dragon Ball is becoming more popular. Like Target's pulling packs now, uh, and they're getting a lot of those little, what do you call those? Uh, Special edition boxes? No, they're like... Oh, the blister packs. Blisters, not boosters. Blister blisters, packs. Blisters. Right. And the blisters to stop people from stealing, even though people still steal. Target, <laughs> get on your shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's so much product now being pushed through that people can't charge $50, $60 because you can just go to Target or you go to your local game store and it's also buy a pack. It's also because like the game is getting more popular again. 
with the resurgence of you know like you know super brought people back into the back into the fandom and brought people back into the game and so now you're seeing a more influx of more people which means an influx of more cases and boxes which means an influx of more of the market especially when cards get bought out people want to sell everything at once which also fixes the market again in a sense of a way but uh just in general the more people you have come back into a game the more you're going to see a more product that people want to sell because you know not everybody wants to build turtles so they're when they get the turtles spr they're like oh i want to sell this or not many people want to play you know janimba so when they get the janimba SPR, they're like, oh i'm going to sell it right here you know i don't know who's going to say they don't want to play omega shenron but you know bad place yeah all right but they just be like oh i don't want to see this omega shenron so they're going to sell these PRs. You, know, you got people like that and then that that's where it leads to as well so it, it's it's in fact a bouncing off of, uh, of your theory as well because now, you know, you want people to order more cases because now you know you're going to get your guarantee. So people will tell that to new players, and new players are like, oh, cool, now I need to order a case. So you went from, like, maybe uh, 10 people from your locals ordering a case to now 20 people ordering a case from your locals. So that's, like, um, uh, math. What's 20 times 12? 240 boxes. So you have 240 boxes. And then each of those – I'm not doing extra math. Each of those has like 24 packs. You're getting a lot of value right there out of just your local scene. And then what everybody doesn't want, you guys – like whenever you guys come to local and you see your friends or your team or something like that, you guys all start moving cards and everything like that. And that affects the market right there. True. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, if that's how it is, that's how it is. I believe it's 576 packs to be you that's, look at that's you, way off actually no you look, anyway you look at me like I, I knew the right answer I was just, <laughs> if you said a number that sounded right we away, are not thinking on charge <laughs> this is thinking on math you got me 24 <laughs> times 24 listen I'm not good at math I was going to say so just a quick opinion do you think that's more beneficial for the game that cards are cheaper or uh, there this is the price where a guy, a game wants to be good you don't want to be like Yu-Gi-Oh where your chase card is like fifty to a hundred dollars, and then like staple cards like uh, tactical talents, forbidden droplet, those cards are like hundred to one hundred twenty dollars a piece. Like uh, we're kind of getting there with like dormant potential. Dormant potential is like what now uh, 40, 50, 60? Didn't it drop to thirty? It dropped to thirty, which it's is roughly good. thirty in the in the between the somewhere in the forty range. Yeah. Last I saw was thirty five. We're getting there where it's a good price finally, but then you have stuff now like trunks for prospect. Where it got bought out to 120 now. The, but that was also that's, not easily accessible. That's true, but it's also the art, alt artwork, but the regular artwork is still like, what, 70, 90? Oh, Lord, I thought it was in the 40 or 50s. Pull it up real quick. I mean, we're talking about a tournament pack card. Yeah. They got rotated out. They got right. rotated that's out. Not accessed. easily accessible. And didn't get, it didn't get an event. It, uh, honestly, they should have they should have kicked uh, Dr. Rota. <laughs> uh, $100. Yes, yeah, $100. They should have kicked out Dr. Rota for the event pack, and they should have put Trunks Heroic Prospect in the event pack instead of Dr. Rota, because this is way more... Right, with T.P. Broly, yeah. how, how it finally shot down to like a $40 card, which is manageable, they, they should have been put into the event pack to make the card more manageable at the end of the They'll day. They'll just give you a playset in like two sets from now starter decks. So don't worry about it. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you thought, dude. Oh, my God. The thing about this game is that a lot of people should realize... The market has been a lot more... Volatile. Like, I was going to say, like, people... I think people are too reactive instead of proactive. Mm -hmm. Because Dormant Potential was sitting roughly $20 at one point, right? It was. That probably would have been the time to start buying them. So get yourself a copy. Even if you're not running green. Like, personally, me, I wasn't running green before. I was always more like of a blue type player. But I knew how good the card was. So I picked up, you know, my set. 
whatever for like you know as low as I can get them. And now they're sitting at thirty fives. So now I am running green. Mm-hmm. So th- I think that's one of the problems that sometimes our community has is also the people who are complaining that there's just when you read a card and you know how strong it is and you have even a slight idea that you might play it one day. Just be reactive and get those cards. Like the most perfect example because i'm pretty sure i mentioned this before is when the first draft box was released how simulated piglets were seven dollars how the draw two eights were less than me the four draft, draft box four but it was draft the box. first version of their db yeah 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 because like but, first i remember i remember first draft box that's that's like mecha frieza the Majin yeah no i'm not talking about though i'm talking about like with the I'm, legitimate like draft box, because, because those cards were just because those draft boxes back then they were just reprints yeah they were just regular packs they were just regular it was just regular packs the only thing that was different was the leaders yeah. and i was just like i mean yeah. honestly i kind of like that way i wish they kind of bring that back mm-hmm. and instead of with these draft boxes but the draft boxes are fine yeah but you know draft boxes I, are being cycled out by the way yeah i know so we're fine draft box six was the best draft box to end on because draft box six didn't include anything mega meta busting you just had yeah. a meta affecting card piccolo jr and demon king piccolo but a lot of those cards are so general that down the road they may become meta busting mm-hmm. like but yeah but going back to my point it's just like you know draw two apes I mean, I think they were like five dollars at one point. You know, like think about it, it's just um, they were. Yeah, it, you Raiders know, so war cries. Like, why wouldn't you pick up maybe at least two copies? Yeah, I get two for ten. It's a tap two, draw two. If, yeah, it's like, got, if like, the meta ever slowed down, this is a card. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the problem was it's just meta was hyper aggro. That's what it was revolved around. Whoever can kill the fastest, whoever first. But if it ever got to a point where it slowed down, because meta will change, but whoever can slow down uh, the meta, like if the meta ever slowed down, that would have been a really good card. Assimilate Piccolo. Barrier was a problem back then. There wasn't too many answers of Barrier. You slap the Piccolo on the board, that thing is just producing advantage on both turns. I'm drawing a card and so forth. So, you know? So that's what I mean. If, if people will analyze, take the time to analyze certain cards, for example, like these secrets, if Supreme Kai Tai ever hits the range of like $100, that should be a time to buy it. If the Boo Counter Counter ever hits $80, that might be a time to buy it. Because down the road, especially when the set possibly gets rotated out, because that's why some of these SPRs from the first set are some, like you know going up in price because they're getting rotated out. That's more for collection purposes, but if they ever become meta-relevant, they're going to skyrocket. Yeah. You know? And then you've got, um, what is it called? Uh, just back on to what you were saying. I already forgot my point. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a brain hurts. <laughs> but, um... I'll try to get my point across faster next time. <laughs> I know I repeat the same word like four times. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, though, um, just what you were saying, I do agree. Um, just buying cards in general is something you should do, especially whenever you uh, talked about, you know, the draw two eights being $5. If you see a card with, a, with a, even somewhat of a good effect, mm-hmm. if it's, like, super cheap, just buy it, like, maybe two or three yeah. at most. You may The card may be good down the line. I'm not saying something that's, like, that's like a nine drop. If it's got a decent effect by, you know, like that crappy uh, seven or eight drop Goku from Dropbox 6 that has no uh, evasion whatsoever. Yeah, no, it, but that comes in with the whole analyzing thing. So if we look at draft box six, a good example would be that three drop red Goku when you combo it and you get to play vanilla. It's generic. 
How many vanilla decks have we seen? There's a vanilla deck that came out in this set right now. Janemba. Janemba is a vanilla. Weez is coming out with vanilla cards. Kid Goku is like a miniature watered-down Burning Abyss Uh of Dragon Ball. For those who don't know what Burning Abyss is, it's an archetype from Yu-Gi-Oh! that just won't go away. It's the best archetype in Yu-Gi-Oh! Hated that archetype, but it just won't go away. They're like zombies to me. But, But... yeah, so that that's that's a thing to analyze, you know? It, it's a generic card that works around vanillas and is not locked to anything. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of skeleton lists for Janemba. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of lists just auto-include at least two to three Nimba, uh, uh, Kid Goku, or the, Son Goku, Nimbus Voyage The card we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. I think that card was maybe like $12. I think it went up to 25 recently. Yeah, just because of the fact that you tap one and you bring a, a two-drop, and the, the deck revolves around two-drop Janembas. Yeah. So you bring those two drops out, and then you just—it's it, just—it's just filibuster from there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah. That—that—that's just all we're saying. Even—even even though you might not play skillless now, like skillless in general, that's a really good archetype in general. Yeah. You might not play skillless now, but down the line, there might be a deck like Janimba. Janimba was the first deck I've ever played where I've included skillesses in it. Yeah. Besides uh, Hatchet, but that was just like one card. The whole deck revolves around two and three drop skillless cards, yeah. like. And uh, luckily, I played. I I was trying building Hit Pod at the moment, so I have Nimbus Voyage Masters. Yep. So. I myself even felt victim to what I'm talking about right now. Those three drop slugs from Draft Box Six. Those I didn't know they were generic for yellow leaders, but when I first saw them splash into a yellow deck, I was thinking this might go Mecha Frieza. I'm interested in playing Mecha Frieza, so I should get me a set. They were sitting at five dollars, and I told myself, "Eh, I'll get them tomorrow." I didn't get them tomorrow, and literally the moment I went back to go get them, they skyrocketed. Well, not skyrocketed, but they went up to $10. Okay. That's why I told myself I should have been proactive. You know, that's a perfect example. That's also, a, a big proactive, too. Back to the Trunks Lake Prospect. Yeah. They were $40. Two days ago, I think, two or three days ago, they were $40. Mm-hmm. And now they're sitting at 100 to 120 Yeah. Like People may not buy buying at that price, but it doesn't mean they're going to go back to 40 It might yeah. sell at 80 yeah. Like, you know. like we're looking at another uh, SS3 tag team Gohan incident. Remember yeah. when that, that card was fifteen dollars, and then it was being played in Vegex, and then it went up to forty dollars, and then it got bought out to being one hundred twenty dollars. Yep, we're and seeing we're seeing a very similar scenario with this card. And people were actually buying that card for bless you. Thank people you. were actually buying that card for an absurd amount, like eighty per copy. And then Universe Three before even enter the tournament got banned, and then that tag team went down. That's very, that's an unfortunate event that happened. But those are just example guys. If you're trying to play around the market, those are just you know little examples that you guys can consider. And as I said, just start analyzing each card. Just look at the viability of it. Look what type of strategies have performed well, and just see how generic the card is. As mentioned, Supreme Kai at time the new secret that released it goes into anything. It clears the board. It waters down your opponent's aggressive turns. It comes out for one energy is a 40k beat stick. Honestly, if it wasn't for SS4 Broly, I'd play it in <laughs> Broly has no no ability to remove cards off the field. Yeah. But so, they, they, if they're on there, they're going to stick there sometimes. Yeah. And so I would love to play I would love to play Supreme Kai of Time over SS4 Broly, but it's not the optimal uh, secret. Yeah. So, uh, but it's still, that card is still amazingly powerful. And uh, like you said, you know, just be aware of cards. If you've got friends or teammates that play generic stuff, uh, just look at their decks sometimes. Yeah. That's what I did with Geo, and that's why I bought my tag team Gohans before they went up. I bought yeah. them. I bought them for like seven and tens. Bought a whole playset. Next day they were four each. I was just like, 
Glad he, glad he plays Toa. Proactive. Yeah, yeah. Glad he plays Toa because I saw him play the trunks. The trunks leaves. And then then the Gohan plays, and I was like, this is a four drop. Uh, and I was playing Vegix when it came out. You know, with the Universe Three, and I was like, there's a four drop in there. If I remove the Vegeta with the four drop, I can play the blocker for free, and then I have another swing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, I will say one last thing on the topic. Hatch is a generic card for blue leaders. Get it before they ever skyrocket. Oh my he's gosh. He's skyrocket because uh, Rishi's buying them out for 85 so you know he knows something. Oh, well, he knows how good the card is. Yeah, I t- how much are they right now? I want to see how much they are right now. Because like, I told I told even my teammates, I want at least two or three copies of that to myself. Baby a- Hatch, dude, dude. Oh, it's $100 right now. He's, yeah. he's about where he should be yeah. right now. I bought him, and I will never move him. Oh, he, he is one of the cards I will never move until he hits $400. Like, I'm moving the, the Trunks or Prospects right now. So this is on bio <coughs> because there's only... Six listings, and they're all yeah. at what, about one twenty-five. And we yeah. saw how bad PyCon is, yeah. so people are going to want to buy this. People are going to be relying on this to continue being the main blue secret. But yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all I'm going to say though. Like this secret, this secret will go up, just like the Broly secret did, just like the Celzino secret did. This well, secret- this is a f- the first free place, no, second free place secret rare because negative energy balls. But yeah. uh, this is a playable secret rare yeah. for free. I just want to point out too as this well. This should be higher. Uh, we're not promoting buyouts. Don't don't buy on any cards that we say. Uh, wait this, wait this till we buy them buyout. first. Buy <laughs> <laughs> them. Proactive guys. <laughs> Proactive. Don't buy any cards that we say until we buy them first. There's a set one starter deck card that's for uh, about what ten thousand dollars right now. <laughs> go, go to, don't buy those out yet. Go, go to Oasis Gaming for all your all your buyout needs. <laughs> Shout out Oasis Gaming if you ever hear this. <laughs> yeah, ten thousand dollars for uh, what is it? Uh, Chompas. So uh, we went pretty deep on the other end of that conversation here. I think rejuvenation rejuvenate. I'm not going to bother looking that up because the whole set is called Vicious Rejuvenation. So trying to sort for that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I can explain it to you. It's uh, whenever you. It's an effect that goes off whenever your unison has four or five. I think it's four markers. Uh, you can remove four markers off of the unison. Place a card underneath the unison uh, in your life. <coughs> so it's got two requirements for you to activate it. You uh, you have to have four markers, and you have to have. Um, you have to have a cart underneath your unison. So it's pretty much a way to the Demon King Pickle has it. Yeah, so if your leader card is uh, if your leader card is whatever color it's gonna be because there's a lot of color a lot of cards that are um, rejuvenated. Rejuvenated. So uh, remove four markers from this card, place one card uh, from underneath the unison uh, in your life face down, um, and then um, you drop not your life. That would be disgusting. Oh from your drop. No, wait, place one card underneath this card. In its owner's drop area, play the skill. Place the top card of your deck. Oh yeah, place the top card of your deck. You still have to have a card underneath it. Sorry. Yeah, you you, you remove a card from underneath it into your drop area, and then you place the top card of your deck in your life. So it's basically the first time that we've seen uh, life gain. And we kind of saw it with trunks, uh, with like you know life manipulation. You know, take two, place two. So it was a way to manipulate your life. But now we're full on seeing rejuvenate. Yeah. <coughs> so the Piccolo Junior actually can do it for for less. No. Um, yeah, uh, it gains a skill rejuvenate. Remove two markers from this card. Yeah, I think that there's gonna be. I think four has been the general number, but I know there's been different counts because that Piccolo has it for remove two counters. So it has it for five. 
And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the cooler unit said I came out with the Mecha Freezer, I think he actually has to remove five markers from himself. Toa has to do five, so that may not be out of the realm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then. Just because of the fact that also cooler's kind of uh, really good in the Mecha Freezer deck. Because Mecha Freezer is a good right card. There. He's right yep. up there. Right there. Right there. Let's see. Yeah, remove five. five markers from this card. So it's remove about four to five. Piccolo Jr. gets an effect that makes him remove two. Um, honestly. <coughs> At the end of the day, uh, Rejuvenate um, is a new mechanic for Unison only. Um, Where do we think this sits with the mechanics that have been brought in every set? Um, is this better than, like, Arrival? No. Is this better than, uh, what's Aegis? Aegis is garbage. Almost everything. <laughs> yes, everything's better than Aegis. <laughs> the only hope Aegis has is that Bojack that came on the anniversary box. Oh, That's the only hope Aegis has right now. Are we getting another Bojack? Are we, like, isn't there supposedly a picture the of Bojack? Evolution. The, yeah. the next set is called Evolution Battles or something. That's yeah. the exchange for draft box, I believe. Yeah. I'm very interested wise. to see what the spoilers will be for that. Well, there's one. a we secret got... rare in this one. Hey, shout out to Amanda. One, one, right? One. Okay. I, I would be... imagine that there might be... The rumors is reprint of Victory Strike. Well, hey, uh, Bandai, shout out to let okay. us do the. I'll be so sad. It better not be foil. Hey, <laughs> hey, let us do the um, the announcement for the secret because if it's victory strike, we'll get Evan on the podcast right There's away. There's no way. I, no, I don't believe it. Evan, we'll we'll go grab. We'll see. We'll, Even if they confirm it, I won't believe it. <laughs> if, if it's true, we all we have to do is just watch Evan when it time gets near. Because if he gets super excited, or if he gets super sad, or something. We'll know it's victory. Strike. I'm gonna cut that out. I don't want them to, to hear that and be like, "We can't trust Evan no more." Can we? We're gonna. We're watching Evan. No, Evan's really good at uh, keeping it because uh, we. Not even any of us who play test with him or like you know team. He didn't tell us either. Nobody knew anything. So when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, that is awesome!" Yeah. So well, yeah, no, don't don't, yeah. don't take us. We're just joking, Evan. Evan is pretty much like, if you tell him something, lips sealed tight. He does not say anything. And our team was very respectful towards that, too. Like, none of us was, like, yeah. you know, bombarding him. Like, yeah. oh, just tell us. We won't tell nobody. Like, it was none of that. He yeah. told us that, you know, hey, I'm going to do... I think the first reveal happened, and then he told us he was going to do the remaining reveals. And then after that, it was just like, that is really awesome. Yeah. We're happy for you. Uh, I was, uh, I, I never told, uh, when I, when I, especially when I was at the shop after that happened, yeah. you know, Evan told us, and I was just like, listen, man, it's, that's that's cool. I've never seen that ever happen in a card game. Yeah. You know, best of luck. I'm not going to sit here and ask you, you know, what are the yeah. cards and stuff uh, like that. Absolutely. You do, you dog, and then we'll see them when everybody else sees them. So yeah, no, no, we're not we're not gonna sit here and probe Evan. Exactly. If, you know, but if you do want to, if you do tell him, you know, hey, spoil this card. Maybe tell him, hey, spoil this card on thinking on charge. Yeah. I don't believe that reprint. No, I don't believe. It. No, honestly, I think it might. Just, honestly, I think it, uh, if if we're getting uh, a secret, I don't think we should get any reprint secrets. I think it should be left alone. So like how they did it with this, um, up, like we did it with the last secrets. You know, just give them a non foil version too. Well, um, this is not a. A reprint thing, right? This is like in a, an expansion, but it's not like Clash of Fates. But maybe it is. Maybe they because they took out those kind of theme sets for draft box. Yeah, and then they just did mini sets. Uh, so maybe they go back into theme sets, and this is going to be an Androids thing, and you'll get an Android seventeen and or eighteen. Because it has some reprints, but it's like half reprints, half new cards. Right? Yeah, correct. So it's like a mix, just like with the uh, demonic restraint and. Uh, the the, the uh, King Piccolo field spell. Those are both half reprints, half reboots, half new cards. That'd be good for the game though, because it, it will help new players 
get more affordable type cards, like you know. So well, Ripley Anza dropped to like twenty five a piece already. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I got rid of one not too long for twenty. Exactly. I was heartbroken. Those 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 cards are fine. I'm so glad I I didn't buy any. I just got rid of them all. That's fair. Yeah, I got three. Uh, I'm I'll be on the fence on reprint secret rare or not. I don't think it matters. Yeah, I think it matters. it'd be a secret's a secret no matter what. I, if it's victory good. strength OG reprint. R.I.P. Everybody who held on to that. Honestly, I don't think they should reprint that card. Not because I own one. I literally don't own any. It's not playable. It's not. It's not only is it not playable, so it's kind of a waste of a reprint. But at the end of the day, too. Um, but it's highly sought after. It's a collector's item. Correct. And at the end of the, it, like, I think it should just stay there. To be honest, like, if you want one, that's like that's on you to buy one. But I don't think that. I mean, it's not. It, it's not going to hurt. And a collector market wise, it's not going to hurt the original. It won't because of the fact that that is the OG. It's it's set on the it's set with its set number and everything like that. It's not going to hurt the collector market value. So I think of the draft box like four and five repo, draft box four reprints where they had rares and SR reprints, and it was the same card that didn't have a draft box uh, thing on the set, but they changed the foiling. Right? Yeah, that was the only change they made on the card. Uh, so you're right. It would probably won't change the original value, but I think it will. I think it will because it's victory strike. It'll, it'll, it'll change. It'll change. It'll change the play. There's, there's two markets. There's a player market. There's a collectible market. It's, it's not gonna. It, go down. It's not gonna affect the collector market because at the end of the day, that's not the original. That's not the original print. The original foiling, and it didn't come from the original set. It's a brand new card with the brand new uh, this, that, and the third. It'll affect the player market. That's Everything fair. in TCG will go down, and it'll affect the market in a big way. Player wise, collector market wise, it's not going to affect anything. You're probably right. Just like with, uh, what is it? Like, just think about like Pokemon. How they had the reprint set one Charizard for Pokemon Evolutions. It didn't hurt the original because it's not the original. It's very distinguishable. That's fair. Mm-hmm. We get the subject. It's not going to reprint it. Yeah. All right. I, I, th- I think honestly, I think I, I honestly think that you shouldn't reprint uh, anything that doesn't have playability value wise. That card's not playable. At the end of the day, it sucks, but. I don't think Victory Strike should be reprinted. I think we should save the reprint for a playable card or a new a new secret that's playable. None, you should not reprint Victory Strike just because of the fact it's not playable. Sell Zeno, reprint that. That card is a, a ton of play. Would and you reprint Apex? Three hundred. No, Apex isn't playable. I'm sorry, every Invoker player in the world who still thinks that Invoker is tier uh, zero, borderline, undefeatable. You're not. You're like Rogue. <laughs> you're rogue. I can't I wait. I, I can't. I can't wait for this to go up, and then I get 90, 90 people in my comment section, or ninety people in my my uh, my messenger being like, "You're wrong." Here's my list. Uh, no, they're gonna hit a different Ryan go. But you go. I'm not even that Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, who? Dragon Ball? What? I don't know. Wisconsin dog. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but no, Invoker is just rogue at the end of the day. Yeah. The apex of power or uh, apex of power is. Uh, uh, it, there's better cards. The it literally sell came from the sells same set, and it's much more of a reprint card than that card. With that deck, I see like the the more what's the word I'm looking for? The more preferred route that they take would be like the burning route because yeah. it's much. It became much more efficient with Rival Seeker. So yeah. it feels more like that's true. Apex is more back like when exactly yeah. it's i mean like that's what that's what mainly a secret is but that's what makes sales so good is that it's a backup finisher but it's also a finisher too because it comes out so easily so but, speaking on rogue decks because obviously invoker is going to be around for a while since it's universe seven and you know just tournament power in general is very popular mm-hmm. uh with the new set 
Yeah. What's coming into the meta? What's leaving the meta? Is there anything from this set that I I, I mean Turles probably is going to be like first thing to come up, right? That might be a meta. Um, yeah, I just, I just love Turles, so you know. I don't know too much about Turles. I haven't been practicing. Hold on, my, hold on, my guy. It's Turles. Don't you be don't you be Listen, speaking ill on my homie, the, the turtle man over here. <laughs> There's no extra T in this, by the don't way. Don't you be speaking ill of the Turley homie. Whirly. Turley Whirly sounds good. Listen, but, um, I'm not too familiar. I didn't get to play test with Green too much, but. I don't know, I, I see, I'm not going to say nothing, I don't know too much about the deck. It's just, for, from what I've seen visually, it seems that, go ahead, Ryan, take over. Oh my god. <laughs> I waited. I just haven't seen it in action. I was waiting for the, the, the wing. Tonus is great. Just because of the fact that you, A, have board spam. With yeah. all of your uh, with all of your free combo Little cards, peewees. you've got um, you've got uh, turlet the one drop turlet which gets more of the back. That's really good. I know that yeah. card's good. Uh, you've got the four drop which becomes a two drop, uh, which gives all of your cards on your battlefield ten k power. So you've got all your nine your nine k's, your four k's, your five k's turning into nineteen k's, fourteen k's, fifteen k's. You've got all of them, you know, just advancing. Uh, and then you've got uh, the four drop dark parasite turlet, uh, which is a blocker. Uh, which are number that blocks um, your opponent either whoops a card out of their hand or you draw a card out of, their, uh, out of your hand. Uh, you've got the six drop, which I don't think is that uh, good. Um, I don't think it's, it's worth the, uh, much play. I think you can play other better cards, but if you do go that route, it's a critical double strike. You've got kill driver, uh, which is a one drop. You know, kill something with uh, more energy than it's got in the field. So bye bye Shenron, uh, die, uh, or you can draw a card, flip a card over your opponent's life. There's so much life flipping in the deck. You've got all kinds of ways to see what your opponent's got in their life. Uh, and you've got the best card in the whole deck, which is the one-drop Fruit of the Tree of Might. Uh, give any of your card, leader card or battle cards 20k power for one. And then if it's a Turles character name, so you've got Turles, you know, the leader Turles, and any of your battle card Turles, give it a uh, double strike. So you've got, let's say you play Turles Cosmic Rogue, which is the one with critical, right? Uh, <coughs> uh, you've got a two-drop uh it gives all of your Crusher Core cards 10k, so it gives itself 10k as well. You've got a 25k critical uh, when it attacks KO one of your opponent's battle cards. Um, 25k, and if your opponent says no negates, and they've got two life flipped over, you're now tapping two Fruit of the Tree of Mites for... Um, you've got a 45k, and then you've got a 65k, and that's just with two energy. You've got uh, over 40k power right on the board right there. And then whatever else you have to combo with on your side of the board... Uh, and your super combo is also searchable. This is my question for the deck. What is the strategy? Do you just flood the board and focus on your leader and the one drop in your Xeno list to like defeat your opponent, or you? You're, yeah, you're you're whittling your opponent down uh, over like two or three turns. Two or three turns. Because you can get the three drop out super quick. Uh, you can get them out turn one. Uh, well, you can get them out on your opponent's turn. You play on your opponent's turn. Uh huh. Because you're playing the uh, the Loxy to get the Raisin out to draw a card, discard a card. You're playing the Diaz on your opponent's turn to get your top three and put a Turles Crusher Core card in your hand. Um, and then once you've got both of those in your combo power, you tap one, play the Turles, the three-drop Turles for one, flip another card over your opponent's life, uh, put bottom deck a card. So on your opponent's turn, they're going to give you the fruit, right? You bottom deck the fruit, draw two cards. When, your opponent, when it's your opponent's next turn, you pick the fruit back in your hand. Yeah, you you're getting you're turning the fruit into value. Okay. Did you see the fruit card? The, it's on the top. It's on the top. Card. It's the second card in the, the second card. It's fruit of the tree of might. Yeah. So 
it, this deck is really good value wise, resource wise, and it's good at uh, it's good at making the value out of the most. Because if you're not going in for a game, the fruits are useless. You put the fruit underneath your deck from the three drop, and then you draw two cards. Does this work on the Turles Zeno or no? Because it has Zeno part of the name. Character name Turles. Didn't say, yeah. It says character name includes Turles. So it works with the Turles because it's Turles Zeno and includes the name Turles. Okay, I got it. Makes sense. So, That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it, honestly, I love the deck. Um, it's got a lot of power in it. Um, mainly your, 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 your Fruit of the Chair Might targets is your leader card and your Turles Cosmic Road. You really don't want to use it on the Turles Zeno anyways. Because it's just there for a blocker uh, hand rip, and if it's KO'd, it does it the same. It does the same effect again. Mm. <coughs> if it's KO'd or if it's removed from the battle area, uh, its effect will go off. They either so they can either they either warp two cards out of their hand, or you're drawing two cards that turn. Wow! All right. So you're getting a lot of value, and then um, you play the Majibu Secret. So if you're swinging in with your Cosmic Red for gain, you got a 25k. They're like uh, D Magic. You go uh, Janimba. You got one energy open, you play the fruit, and then you play your super combos. Your searchable super combos out. Yeah. Alright. And then you've got... Uh, you got the breakdown of the deck. Exactly. <laughs> the and second you, time we've done it in two episodes. The second, yeah. Uh, I like Turles, so, you know, I break down the deck a lot. Uh, especially playing with it a lot. Uh, I've changed a lot of my ratios. I don't run the six shop anymore. Uh, Almond goes up to two. Kill Driver stays at two. Almond's just a good card. So uh, what, what cards out of the archetype would you run that would be good support? Like, will you run the drop Roshi? Will you run any Rebriands? Rebriands are dead. The best, uh, my attack, because a lot of people say Demigra, a lot of people say Raditz, run the Vegito. Yeah. SS3 Vegito. It gives your 25k blocker with uh, Warp a card out of your opponent's hand, Revenge. Mm. It gives your Raisin, your 5k crap card, Revenge. And how did you boost it? Uh... The blocker is being boosted because the turn you play the three drop, you get five k. You get five k power uh, until the end of your opponent's next turn. Okay. So when you evolve on top of it, the the bonus stays until the opponent's end of your next turn. I got you. So you've got a twenty five k blocker with revenge. You've got a five k blocker raisin with revenge, and all your threats that most people try to get rid of have revenge. The one drop turns. People like to get rid of that card because it gives you value. Yeah. Revenge. The four drop Charles at the fifteen K in your opponent's turn. Revenge. I really like that Unison decision. I, I think that Unison is overall really powerful. Yeah, because I people want to play Demigra, but on turn one, I want to get this guy out, or I want to get the three drop out. Yeah, turn absolutely. two, I'm not doing a lot. Yeah, because you can't get the the four drop out because your opponent has to have three energy. Yeah, and that's doable because of the fact that you're actually I think it's you have three energy. Your opponent goes uh, hover over it real quick as you pick up the wrong card. The four one. Yeah, and you and you have three or one energy, which is doable. You know, if you've got two energy, you play the Vegito because you're not wasting energy playing the Raisin, and the ball balling underneath the three drop is free. Also, the best thing about this too, same with the three drop ball restand. Yeah, that that's generally how all the parasitic balls have been kind of working. It's just restanding everything for extra value. Yeah, with Turles, you're getting a lot of value for not a lot of energy. That's what I like about this set is with the two parasitic chains. With both Janimba and uh, Turles, you can work off of no energy. Yeah. One or no energy, you can work entirely off of. And that's what makes them strong. All right. Well, I guess we can expect Turles in the meta. I'm not entirely sure yet, but Ryan seems very confident about it. I just remember when... Uh, I can hype anything Blue up. Blue Baby uh, and uh, Ramp Vita were like the hype for last set. Yeah. No, no. I think people early on realized that Ramp Vita was missing something because I... 
that's what I was noticing about the deck too. It seems people had started going towards the strategy early on of yeah. using their resources to guarantee that they're ramping up. But once they ramped up, their hand was so small they didn't do anything with it. Yeah. You know, so that probably explained why that winter pack unison that got errated right off the bat. So it went from the dream to the meme. The meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that probably explained why it had to tap energy to draw because, you know, <clears throat> Ramp Jita had to replenish their resources in their hand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Either with the whole baby situation, I just think. The way these archetypes were formed, so baby doesn't produce hand size. Obviously, they play the battle cards, they get a nice juicy board, but their hand size is small. Yeah, Broly handles that. You got no hand size, you're not stopping me. You know, anything else with I mean, I don't know, I can go down through the list of what it struggles with each one. I just feel like gold tanks can outgrind a baby essentially. It's just I'm not sure. Ba- I was expecting Baby to be really... It's just not the choice in the meta because... Like, like Big Bang Attack is awesome. It's it, it power creeps D-Magic out of the deck, but you're still running D-Magic at the end of the day. Yeah, you're running both. But, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't do enough. You're, you're, you're replacing the card you're, you're getting rid of, and that's not enough uh, in this meta. Um, I always tell... It's like, now we're in like, kind of like a Yu-Gi-Oh state where you can't be a fair deck. You have to be a broken deck. Yeah, I agree with that, absolutely. So, essentially... Baby's just suffering what Blue naturally suffers from. It can stall a game out forever, but if you don't have the proper finisher, you're not going to win your game. Yeah. And then Baby might be able to run the pipe down. And then you don't need Hatch and Baby because everything in your deck is in a game. That's actually very true. That's a good. Yeah. Uh, that's a good analysis. It's, it's it's like like decks like that. There you go. That's where Pycon's going to shine. Yeah. At the end of the day, but other than that, though, um, uh, we're in the we're in the process where decks need to be broken to be good, and that's why Turles is good. But he's not the only broken deck in out of the set that's coming out. Yeah. But you've got uh, like I've been playtesting with Janemba. Janemba's outstanding. Yeah. The fact that it's splashable too is not you know Turles. It seems like a lot of the stuff are leader locked, which is okay. Yeah. As long as they do their part. But Janimba, the Janimba chain, which basically you get a total one, two, three, like five to six crits off of you know a single chain, which is ridiculous. It's like one of the strongest form of hand destruction mm-hmm. and putting pressure on your leader's life, uh, under your opponent's leader's life. It's just splashable in anything, and I think that makes it really good. I think yeah, I think with the AOD, uh, I think that with AOD, I think you're gonna see uh, reboot uh, Soul Striker probably top with this. Honestly, I think it'll top with this. It's definitely one of the famous picks. Yeah. Just because of the fact that uh, nothing in this deck is leader locked, um, you can like like turn one you can play the uh, soul cleansing, and yeah. then turn two you can play the two drop to never right here. One of my favorite ones, uh, enhanced transformation. Yeah, uh, you swing with the leader, untap an energy, sensitive beam, tap two, get the three drop out. Swing with the three drop ball, you play the crit, swing with the crit, and then if you've got energy, you don't have any energy tap. But if they if they don't have any battle cards in the field. You swing, activate effect, uh, restand or draw a card, restand the energy, tap the energy, play the six drop, uh, swing twice, draw two cards. Yeah, no, it's absolutely ridiculous. The, the the whole chain just produces just great value. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about it too is that since you can run the chain in almost any color, strictly because you only need one blue energy to complete the entire chain, which is by the way is ridiculous. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's just whatever leader produces really good value that can work. For example, the hit leader. The hit leader can play vanillas for free, to my understanding. And with the three drop, once you get to turn three, you just bounce the three drop to your hand. You you play the three drop by bouncing the vanilla to your hand, and you just start the whole chain there. Mm-hmm. 
Like, like hit. You could probably you could probably make a case hit can play this deck really oh, well. Absolutely, because you've got a two drop. The hit loves two drops. Yeah. So you play. Um, so you can you charge one uh, one red energy, or you charge one blue energy, and then tap one green energy to play the Great Saiyan Man uh-huh. to start dumping two drops into your uh, deck or put them back in your hand, mm-hmm. and then you've got all uh, all this tons of more value now. Like you don't need any. You don't need more than one energy. The reason why I like playing Janemba is because Janemba free plays the two drops from your hand. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. It's just on the awakened side is really lackluster. The awakened side is super bad, but that's why you kind of have to see. I mean, I, I've I've won games with it sometimes, but that's usually turn four, which is kind of an optimal. Yeah. So I might switch to Soul Striker Reborn just yeah. because Soul Striker Reborn is just he's good. Yeah, it should. When you look at situations like that, it's like okay, can I complete my chain? With both leaders, the answer well in this situation, the answer is going to be yes. It's like okay, so now the question is, which leader is going to give me more value? Exactly, untapping two energy when you already have your four drop, which also untaps you in energy, yeah. draws you two cards. So if you're on turn three, you've got three energy untapped, right? You swing with your leader, untap two energy. You swing with the four drop, untap another energy. You basically have your turn back again. Yeah. So this is definitely going to be one of those situations where this engine is. An average size, I guess you would say, but to the point where it can be splashed in something. Yeah. It's not like uh, with the Broly engine, like the swap Broly, the entire deck is the engine. Oh, the entire deck is the engine. Yeah, because you, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can run, um, you can run uh, was it, four of the two drops. Yep. Uh, you can run three or four, depending on your uh, how big you want the engine to be. Yeah. You can run maybe two to three of the Janimbas. Yep. Of the three drops. Uh, you run three Bewitching Blows. You run, uh, f- uh, f- what is it, three Dark Parasites and two Rampaging Demons. Yeah, but depending how much you want to see it, but yeah, essentially you can go that route. Even with this engine, you don't have to run this guy. No. You don't have to run the six shot. I don't know why I pointed at this guy and like there's no video so nobody's going to know what I'm pointing at. <laughs> I'm just guessing you're pointing at the six <laughs> yeah, shot. Yeah, you don't even have to run the six shot. The four drop does enough on its own. Yeah. Warp, uh, warps a... It warps a battle card, so if they've got any battle cards on the field, mm-hmm. they, you, they, they've got like one card and it's their card they need. They're gonna let you draw a card and restand energy. Yeah. So should this be played in uh, blue baby since it has draw power, and you're stalling out with the rest of the? Uh, honestly, there you go. That's actually another good uh, leader too. It's not leader locked. You can play this in any blue deck. So yeah, you could technically have uh, a crit chain in blue baby, and now you've got pressure with crits, and you're not getting any advantage. So it's helping blue baby up. You're getting two cards while they're losing cards from their life. Yeah. So I definitely think Janemba will impact the meta in some shape, way, or form. Not the leader necessarily. Yeah, but not the leader necessarily. It's just because there's more value. Like it, it can be more value somewhere else. If you want me to sell you a deck, I'll sell you any deck you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I will sell you anything. I yeah. think that it's way too early to really make an assumption on what's for sure going to be meta, what's not. Because I don't think PyCon's good. I think. I uh, after playing with PyCon, you have to be an incredibly good pilot to play PyCon. PyCon is a think hard, uh, no or sequence your turns correctly. Because if you sequence your uh, anything wrong, you pretty much are just losing a ton of value. Because you have to you know rearrange your top three, free play your PyCons, you know discard the Vegeta, you know uh, add the effect of the Goku. Do you have to do so much on your turn? It's ridiculous. If you miss one, if you mess up one thing or do one thing wrong. You, you scoop it up and you go ahead and give it to your opponent. Is Gogeta enough of a finisher to really... Gogeta's enough of a threat to be a good card. Because of the fact that if it stays on your... If your opponent doesn't deal... You're playing blue. First off, you get this guy out probably turn two, turn three, right? You're getting him out turn three, guess what you're doing? Hatch. 
Now, now they're gonna have to just now they have to figure out another way to get rid of this guy. That's not battle. And if they can't, bye bye hand. Or if, even if you're not doing the hatch route, you've got the five drop that's got dual attack, right? So you swing, you swing with this guy. Boom, that's one swing. Evolve on top with the thirty uh, k, right? He's got double strike, dual attack. Boom, that's another swing right there. Bam. And then depending how many fusion materials you've used the whole game, um, you play the miraculous uh, fusion right there. Bam. That's maybe I, I've seen my buddy get max swings out of it, and he's killed me through uh, when I was playing like you know when I was playing my Janimba with like you know a bunch of stuff like negates and stuff like that. He killed me right through it just because of the fact that this that's a, that's a lot of swings that this guy can produce just with off of like three cards. One thing I would like to say about PyCon right now, I'm not sure how the I don't think the leader has enough to perform very well. In terms of like, you know, oh, I'm going to steal this event or something in that form. But I would like to say this leader, it has a similar effect as Mecha Frieza. And let me let me explain what I mean by that. So back then before Mecha Frieza was banned, it was able to utilize any extra card, correct? Yeah. So that means as more set would release, that's the more options Mecha Frieza would become. Hence why it got banned so soon. One set later, or one or two sets later, the card is already absurd. Now, so Mecha Frieza gets rebooted to be restricted to only yellow extra cards. As more sets released, that leader will have more option, thus making it more dangerous or more viable. PyCon searches the top two cards of your deck and adds any mono blue cards. And we're already seeing that in a card that's I think is already phenomenal, which is Intersecting Fates. Yeah. That, that's true too, but this one is just the leader itself. Mm -hmm. So it's automatic. So looking at it now, as any mono blue cards are released in the future, that could be a potential engine for PyCon. You know, so if you ever like, for example, I was even test. I haven't done it yet, but I was even thinking about testing the Janimba chain with this leader because whatever piece I might be missing, I can just look at the top two cards of the deck. And on the awaken side, the act it's activate main, correct? Yeah, the activate main is you look at the top three and you organize the top cards of your deck in any shape, way, or form you want. So that gives you an extra slot. Instead of top two, you get to look at the top three. So I feel like within time, there's a very good possibilities that people can brainstorm enough to make PyCon to be a combo-orientated deck, but a consistent one. So that's one point I like to make about PyCon. He's going to have the same effect as Frieza. It's just as more blue cards enter our game, the more options PyCon will have. Yeah. I think honestly as well, um, with just, just with PyCon alone, uh, PyCon uh, being so generic as well, uh, you know, on face value, you know, rearranging your top three, that's an effect we see with uh, the Invoker card, uh, tournament, yeah. or tournament Power Arena. Yeah. Which... You know, is a, which I wish was a more generic card, mm -hmm. but now we've got it with here, and that's amazing. Yep. Because uh, with the Janemba chain, from what I've been playtesting with it, um, it's kind of hard. The nothing you don't uh, you need the socket demon to search out your deck. Yeah. Because if you're missing a two drop, you're kind of screwed. The thing is about that archetype that I noticed: if you have all the pieces, it is going to be unbelievable. But if you're missing one piece, it just won't be as effective. Yeah, you tear like, out super because yeah. now you've got you've got your leader. Which you don't want to swing with because, or you don't want to awaken with because you want to play the two drop for free, but you don't want to lose so much life. Yeah. And then you've got a soul cleansing machine with nothing under it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's all. That's all we know about PyCon. Regarding the engine, I like the engine. It just takes uh, some form of setup, which isn't too hard to do theoretically. 
You can. I think you can get the Gogeta out as early as turn two, possibly. I'd have to look at all the pieces to remember the chain, but uh, yeah, I think that was thing. I know that the five drop can play for three. It's because of the fact the Pycon, the the, the blocker, blocker, the blocker Pycon, if he's KO'd. Uh, on your opponent's turn, during your next turn, you can pay two and then choose up to one blue, uh, one blue Gogeta card with an energy cost of five and play it. Oh, it's early in turn three because you need three more energies. That's still fine though. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's it, it ooh, that but, but playing the three uh, playing the five drop for two and then you have an extra energy to burst five mm-hmm. and then just because then you play uh, revival of West uh, of uh, West Galaxy. Um, what is it? It's like a draw a card. And I think. Um, I was hoping to choose Skrullo. <laughs> yes, that was like my big hint. That was the like, extra card. Yeah, that, the extra that can go under rejuvenation. The extra, yeah, the extra card that can rearrange your uh, your cards. Yeah, because you, it's like it's like draw two, put one on top. Oh yeah, that yeah. card is absurd. That card is literally just a filtering card. So what it does essentially, the first activate main, you play it, you pay one energy, you draw two, you put a card back on uh, a card back on top. So you just kind of filter your hand a little bit, and then you get your energy back immediately. So you essentially play zero to filter your hand out. Yeah, no, it's it it's so good. You then ha- then the second activate main is just essentially putting it under your unison. Uh, to help them with rejuvenation, and then um, yeah, but is that one right there? West Galaxy Revival. Yeah, West Galaxy Revival. It's got two activate mains, uh, but they're both unfortunately leader locked, which does make it a bit upsetting. Yeah, because I would have liked to use this card in a lot of blue decks, but I guess they just didn't want to make it too you broken. Can, as long as they're all Pycon. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> if your leader card is blue, uh, blue Pycon leader. Uh, draw two cards, choose one card in your hand, place it on top of your deck, and then switch up to one of your mono blue energy to active mode. Uh, and you can activate activate main skills for the rest of the turn from this card, or of cards of this type. Uh, if your leader card is blue Pycon, this is another activate main, and you choose one blue unison card with a rejuvenate, send this card from your drop area to your warp, place the top card of your deck under the chosen unison card, you can activate the activate main skills on copies of this card for the turn. So basically, um, Pick one for the turn. You, you're mainly yeah. going to use the first one because um, you draw two cards, you put your eight drop on top of your deck, you activate, uh, you resend your mono blue energy. So you're basically uh, you're basically um, uh, doing three interactions at once, and then you tap one blue, um, burst fa- uh, burst one with the Gogeta five drop, play the eight drop on top of it, and now you've got another swing right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, the, the deck had definitely has some interesting combos. The question is, is it enough? It may not be. That, that's the problem. But if the Gogeta had, like, barrier, or at least deflect, I think it would be infinitely better. Yeah, probably. But then again, we'll be going back to square one where they have to ban the other Gogeta. Even though this one is nowhere near as bad, yeah. you know, it, it's still going towards that direction, essentially. Well, five drop at least has barrier. So yeah. that one prevents, you know, Frieza killing it. Yeah. Well, no, you could, you could just put it on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets yeah. him away from hitting. Like, so this helps against green. Yeah. Uh, trunks, nothing. Yeah. Right? You're, you're you're dying in trunks. Uh, a card I just want to point out to you that doesn't go. Like, that's kind of like a, we we we're going back to blue being the best, having the best four drops in the game. You've got this Go Tanks card right here. It's got Deflect, Double Strike, Barrier, Auto. If your opponent activates a counter skill during the battle with this card, uh, choose all of your opponent's battle cards ignoring Barrier. Return them to their owner's hand and switch up to your Mono Blue Energy to active mode. That's busted. So you've got another good four drop. How so, much is that going for? Doesn't have an SPR, so probably not much. But this is one of the situations that I mentioned earlier, how you can possibly play around like dormant potential. <laughs> it just buys you another swing. 
Exactly. And it also gets you it also generates you resources of two energy and it also sets your opponent back. If they have a board they don't want to get rid of. Yep, if they decide to use Dormant Potential on that swing, which they probably won't. Yeah. Which would, yeah, it's two swings. Because yeah. like if you look at stuff like red, red doesn't lose any of their cards on the mm-hmm. field. They have a hard time getting them out there is enough. Yeah. So that's just basically this card is a good example of something you can do just to buy yourself an extra swing. Because mm-hmm. they're probably because it's only specifically on this card they have to use to counter, so they're gonna end up countering the next attack. But one attack can make a lot of difference. 100%. Yeah. But um another archetype I think is gonna be uh shine. Uh, probably uh, we already talked about it before. But it's Mecha Frieza. Oh, absolutely. There's Mecha no doubt. Mecha Frieza. Uh, once people start getting more and more of this pre-release card out, uh, Mecha Frieza is going to dominate the format. Uh, we're gonna. It's probably going to be a really disgusting. I'm not uh, excited of seeing a second come because I was. I'm, I was there for the first. A lot of people were there for uh, you know the first time that Mecha Frieza dominated the format, and now we're going to see a research. And even though it's restricted to yellow, yellow has some of the best cards for uh, messing with your opponent's cards. I'll tell you right now, from what I've seen, Universe 9, assembled Universe 9, ridiculous. I think the part that makes that card ridiculous is that, so it replaces itself because essentially it's going to take one life to play for free, but you plus two. If you, it replaces itself, and you're drawing two cards and playing a battle card on the board. Yeah, and it, if you play the one-draw Basil off of it, that's another draw. Mm-hmm. It's it, it it's so ridiculous. I played against it uh, with a couple people, yeah, uh, who were proxying the leader, but they were they had all the cards for the deck, yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. Tyrannical blow, um, super Namekian might, uh, like you said, universe uh, universe nine or universe uh, eleven nine, nine. nine. <laughs> universe nine assemble. Um, you've got uh, all the Bardocks, the Bardock apes you can play because you're not using your energy for your extra cards. So you've got another card right there. Uh, but you don't find a flash for free. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, Release from Evil, if you don't have a unison. But if you have a unison, it's free. There you go, right there. Um, you've got um, you've got so many tool. I can't even name them all. There's so many toolbox options, it's unreal. Yellow is probably the best color for Frieza to be locked on, because next to red, they have the most extra cards. <laughs> probably. How many extra cards is too many? That's also a thing that we came into realizing, though. Um... You can have too. You can have too many extra cards in your hand. You can only use it. You can only use the effect of free play by taking like once per turn. So you got like five in hand. You can only use one. Well, you got no combat you power. Rest, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I saw a situation. It was funny though. I saw a situation. Um, two life, right? Yeah. Uh, no energy. No negates. Swing with a double strike. Mm-hmm. Vegeta Final Flash does nothing. The only card they could use to gain extra attack. Oh, because they would take a life and then they're at one. And they're at one, yeah. Yeah. Then he comboed up to sixty k. Yeah. It it was just a screw it moment. Activate effect. See if they draw a card they could use like a super combo off. Draws a five k. Out combos by sixty five k. Still dies the next turn. <laughs> got Nimbus two blockers. Yeah. yeah. But it was unfortunately funny. But um, there is a point in time where there are too many extra cards like. All the good value there, you, you can get too much good value if you've had nothing but like one drop, like Vegeta Final Flashes and Release from Evils in hand, but you have no energy to use it, and you've got two life, and they're swinging at you with a double strike. You can negate the effects all you want, that swing's still coming. Was it with you, Ryan, that was talking about the whole luxury thing that you should treat it as the effect? Which one? With Mecha Frieza? I think so. Maybe. So, one thing I was saying about the whole Mecha Frieza uh, effect is that, so you don't. 
we're talking, but this is in regards to how many extra cards you were running a deck. You don't need to run so many extra cards. You just need to treat the. You just need to treat that effect as. These are the ones you gotta take a life for, by the way. This is the big brain play. Oh. <laughs> Assimilate successor of hope. No, oh man. lord, successor of hope. How broken I thought that card was. Hey, plus two, dog. What you mean? <laughs> oh my god, get out of here. But the thing about the Mechafreeza leader, you don't have to resolve that effect every single oh, time, yeah, we, obviously. We you know? over that, yeah. yeah, so it's just you you build a, a board state or you build yourself a situation to where you're in a good position. That if taking that extra life would lead you, you know, to have even bigger momentum, then you would do it. But I know, you know, a lot of people are probably like all willy nilly talking about, man, this leader's broken. I can do this. I'm just going to take this uh, this life, use this effect, and it's just going to win me the game. But that's not always the case. Yeah, you, you know, there's probably going to be situations where people have an energy open, but they're like, I want this energy, but they know they're not going to do anything with it. They're just going to end up taking the life, which can ultimately cost them. Yeah. So those are just things people will probably have to take in consideration, and that's how you'll be able to separate between the good and the average players. Exactly. And then you've just got all this ridiculous... Um, like like yellow has a lot of ridiculous cards, but then yeah, you are uh, you do meet the problem where you've got um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, choice. I told it to David. It's called choice overload. Uh-huh. Like whenever you've got too many choices to make, you've got uh, do I want to spend the energy? Do I want to use this card? Do I want to use this card? Do I want to spend energy for this card? Yeah. Or do I want to waste one energy uh, and hope they don't attack? But then I can't use my two like stuff like that. Yeah, like, absolutely. You, you 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 come into the problem with just choice overload. And uh, Freeze is just going to require you to have a really good pilot at that point. Yeah. I really like this card for whatever reason. Oh, Darkness Eye Beam. You said in the, the original, when Mecha Frieza first came out, before all the good cards came out with it, you know, like uh, King, like Planet Vegeta, and, you know, you had Ape Spam. Yeah. And stuff like that. It's Activate Main, which is the only thing. If it was Activate Battle. Oh, my God. Sh- that would be ridiculous. Oh, my God. I remember, you no. know, do you know what card I ran in mine? What? Recruits a Razor Gun? Never. But- <laughs> This is a card I'll absolutely use against Shenron. When if I play all their six, like the tap six, he then is going on to my turn. I miraculously survive. Let's just say I had a hatch in hand. I'll play this to say screw all your blockers. Oh man, I love playing hatch. Yeah, my leader lock blue card and my Franco Freeza build. Kefla's Fury is probably going to see a lot of play. Oh, you know what's a really good... Some people would definitely take into consideration. It's just because it's a plus two. It's you know a counter play, so... You know what's a really good card in Mecha Frieza? What? The Supreme Cut of Time. <laughs> You've got all this energy you're not using. Why this one just pap one to play it? True. Supreme Cut of Time, which... Supreme... One? The Secret. Oh, that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm thinking about Cronoa. The one we were just talking about. Like, uh, like, I was maybe, thinking about Cronoa. I was like, what Maybe like 30 draw. minutes ago. <laughs> An hour, actually. An hour. We've on this for a while. We're probably going to have to cut a lot of this out. Oh, boy. I can't wait to see what makes it in. I hope this makes it in. Well, uh, So, Mono Yellow. Uh, yeah. We have a, a few two-drop cost extra cards that are a little lackluster. Uh, I, I, a lot of them. I think Kefla's Fury is probably the second best compared to Universe 9 Assemble. Oh, well, you got Whistle and Melody. I've heard about this card. It's kind of ass. It's okay. It's... it's um, it's just a worse version of um, uh, Tyrannical Blow, uh, but then you can send it to pseudo-draw one card. Yeah. That's kind of ass. Uh, this Triangle Danger Beam's pretty nice, because you can just negate a skill from a battle card. Yeah, but the Vegeta's Final Flash does that, and you get 15k on top of it. Yeah, I know. But if you don't have it... No! <laughs> no, no, no. no! Do, do not run this. That is a negative market, sir. That is a negative. Uh, I'm very uh, very blunt about cards that are just bad, and that's a bad card. 
Capitalist Cap- Fury, good card. I actually think I can actually see a case if you want to run it or not. I'm not. I wouldn't run it personally, but uh, I mean, as you mentioned, I agree with you. I can see a case for you to run it. Like if you want to really draw a, a crap ton of cards. Like if you're running a sixty card variant, mm-hmm. I can. And I've seen people to argue a good sixty card variant because you want to run like Planet Vegeta, search out all your good apes and stuff like that. Because you're basically just playing apes. You're basically playing eight dogs at that yeah. point. You're playing Bragamo, you're playing Basil, you're playing Chappelle, the only dragon in the deck, and then you're playing the apes. You're playing Barlock, and you're playing other than Barlock. Yeah. So there's only like two or three playable two-drop extra cards then. Yeah, pretty much. Which is good, because you, as mentioned, you probably don't want to take too many lives once you get to the Awakened side. Sure. Because essentially, you're just helping your opponent win the game. Yeah. One-drops, you got a lot of them. You've got uh, Nimbus, Nimbus for free, Giant Ball. Giant Ball's going to get you uh, an extra card. Uh, Good card. You, you've got, like I said, Vegeta's Final Flash, Release of Evil, which if you're playing the um, the Cooler Unison, you've got it for free. Uh, you've got um, Crusher Ball, and then you finally got Cold Bloodlust again. Oh, yeah. The one of. The one of Cold Bloodlust. All I'm saying is if you run the uh, Kid Q engine with the four star balls, and you throw this in there real quick, draw two, two plus three. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, plus four because you're getting a, a four star ball. I mean, you could actually, because. You can just activate the four star ball for negative one. Then you untap it energy because it's negative one. <laughs> yeah. A big brain. Don't don't do that. <laughs> you can run the engine. I can the the because there's a lot of good uh, a lot of good yellow cards, but don't untap an energy. <laughs> no. Don't do that one. But uh, I oh the kid engine. That's not a bad idea. Because you got because you can just use a lot that's of a lot uh, of pluses for that. Exactly, and you've got a lot of energy to work with too. Uh, I don't know if you can run a skillless engine to utilize the four star ball, but it's a free combo piece at least, right? So yeah, I mean, I would maybe run like a three four split, three kid coups, four balls. Yeah, and then you can just reserve the rest of it for extra cards, and then like Bardock. I think Bardock's probably going to be a staple in the deck, just because it's the best two drop uh, for the deck. Even though it's a four drop, it's the best two drop to play. Yeah, it costs two to play. Mm-hmm. So. Honestly, though, um, another yellow deck that's probably going to shine, Shenron. Oh, oh Shenron is going to be a nightmare. I can, I'm can. i so glad about all my Shenron stuff. I'm going to pull my bad boy out real quick. Uh, my running for best SPR artwork in the game at oh, the, the moment. Game? At the Shenron game. 8 drop? Yeah. What do, what, do you think you got? what do you think you got over that card? This is also another card. I'm not saying it's bad, but I don't think it's the best at all. This is another card that needed um, an, an SPR. SPR. Yeah, dark. that was okay to get an SPR because that uh, talking about Dark Broly, that entire deck is just commons. So I'm actually okay with that one not getting an SPR. What you mean, dog? I got this uh, forty dollar Demigra. Oh boy! <laughs> oh man, that card's nuts. But yeah, you've got uh, probably the best eight drop, or probably one of the best cards in the deck right there. Omega Shenron, allies absorbed. Uh, tap one, choose one of your monocolor shadow dragon cards. Energy cost of four or less in your battle area. Place this in its owner's drop. Draw one card, then play this card from your hand. So you're playing. You've got any four drop or less. Uh, night. So you play the you play the Nueva Shenron for one. Activate effects. Boom. Play Omega Shenron, and then you've got an eight drop on the field. Uh, and then it's got an activate main. If your leader card is a yellow shadow dragon card, and you send one mono dra- uh, mono, mono yellow shadow dragon card with energy cost between two or four, so two, three, and fours, um, that is an ascension run from your drop area to its owner's warp. Add up to one card from your life to your hand, and this card gains the skills of the card you sent to the warp with its skill uh, with its skills until the end of your opponent's next turn. So you got um, you got Oceanus. You got a barrier blocker. You've got uh, the two drop Oceanus shares dual attack. By the way. Uh, you've got um, 
What was another one? You've got the Natura Shenron, the TP one. Mm-hmm. Activate its effects. Put a unison card. When a unison card comes into play, or a battle card comes into play, uh, put it in rest mode, and then negate this close for the turn. So they're trying to finish you off with Dark Broly. Bam. Rest mode. Bye-bye. Pretty busted. Sun Shenron's already, like, the yellow deck to be running right now. And then it's going to be the even more yellow deck. Oh, and then it's the best rare in the game, Dragon Thunder. It's dumb. You've either got a free play, give your leader 5k Sensu Bean, or you've got, if you paid for it, you get some choose one of your opponent's battle cards and negate its skills for the turn. All I'm saying is they did my boy Vegeta Baby, like, dirty in that picture. That's it. That's just regular Vegeta. That's not Vegeta Baby. Oh, you're right. He's wearing the same clothes as the Vegeta baby. <laughs> Do you mean the, the, the same clothes he wears the whole scene? My man got obliterated. He did. Bro, Bro that scene was so... That scene was so... I remember as a kid, I watched that. That scene was so gruesome. Like, he's got the blood and the giant stab. And he, like, the... the, the right the, his shoulder. The terrifying scream. I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I should not be seeing this. No, as a child, probably not. That was te- literally terrifying. But uh, it's it's an incredibly powerful extra card. I agree. Um, I think Sunshine Run's probably going to be definitely in the meta. It's it's already the meta for yellow. It's probably the only yellow deck that's consistently relevant. Mecha may be the next one, depending on how good these uh, take a life free play extra card thing goes for them. But yeah. like Ryan said, there's clunkiness that could be a factor. And then when you take a life when you're already low in life and you don't get what you need, uh, that could be an issue. But yellow just hasn't been as prevalent lately. It's well, as you mentioned, it's exactly what you said. Sharon has been pretty much fighting for yellow since he released, but he's just got so much stronger. I think the main card that I don't play Shenron, but the na- the main card that really took my attention is the four drop. Or uh, that one more, that one. This is called Oceanus Shenron. The Can't so, me? Yeah, her. She searches the top five and searches you a Shadow Dragon, I believe. But it just makes the decks that much more consistent. For sure. You need your turn one play. You have your leader that looks up top five, and now you have this that looks up top five. You're seeing ten different ten different cards that can search for eight different cards for your turn one play. So you're throwing this into the drop for free by bursting one, yep. which is already prevalent to what the leader does on the backside because you yep. can just play it later. You're searching, and if you do play it, uh, even if you don't, the Omega Shenron, you can what, just pitch, right? You can warp it, and it gains the effect, so it's a barrier blocker. You yeah. warp it from your hand or your drop? Uh, from the drop, I believe. Oh, so you're just double value right there. Yeah. yeah. So if you need... The entire deck has perfect synergy. The entire deck... The entire deck has, like, limits, which I like. Like, you know... Synergy Shenron? Yeah, basically. Is that what stands for? <laughs> like, a couple of things I like is, like, if we look at this four drop, the this guy, so he has an effect that says... So if your leader is a yellow Shenron dragon card and you have a yellow shadow dragon card, uh, reduce it by three, right? But then it says, switch this card to rest mode, play it to one uh, yellow shadow dragon card from your drop area, energy cost of two or more. With 1900 uh, power or less, but has a different character name from any battle cards you have in play. So they did really good with this effect because you need a Shenron on the board 
in order to make it a one drop. You play it, so I'm thinking, wow, you can summon the four drop Shenron that goes into the nine drop, but you can't because the nine drop is already on board, which was there to reduce it. So, you know, Bandai did a really good job to allow the deck to run fluently, but they restricted it to where it wouldn't be too out of control. Well, the 19,000 power or less also helps restrict the targets, which yeah. I think is good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It gets so, uh, it can get you like any like that. That's why like a Gaturia Shenron, the uh, the one star ball that goes in the two star ball, which lets you search anything. That's also a good target as well. Let me see if I have them here. Yeah, here it is. When this card attacks, place up to one Shadow Dragon card from the bottom of your deck, from your deck, and then to the bottom of your deck. Yeah. So you get more search targets. So you can basically get the ball, or you can get the two drop out, and then now that you've got the Nueva Shenron out, he's a four drop on the board, right? Bam! Now you have a target for your eight drop. Are these considered Shadow Dragons? Uh, the balls, yeah. Yeah. And what's up? <laughs> so, All right. Uh, so the deck's got amazing synergy. Yeah, this might be my favorite uh, favorite pick of the next set, to be honest. Honestly. That's why I got these beautiful... Eight it's going to be strong. It's, it's going to be ridiculous. Um, I think we've gone over just about everything. I, I, I mean, launch and slug, and we talked PyCon and Turles. Launch, I, we'll see. I think it's a little gimmicky, but it's so powerful. I'll just make a quick point about launch. I know a lot of people have been looking at the cards that goes with the archetype. From what I've been seeing that people are doing that they're getting a lot of success from her is that they've been running a dual color of red and green. And the cards that get effects while comboing, like the SR launch and everything like that, maybe even the tournament pack promo launch is going to come out. The effect that those give her in order to keep flipping back and forth, that's what people have been finding a lot of value out of. Mainly utilizing the two drop dual color red green uh, piccolo from draft box against Alliance, he's a good uh, pusher, like pushing for game and so forth. So there's a lot of success with that slug. I have no idea. I hear good things. I hear super bad things. It's back and forth. I'm not sold. The thing is, while you're giving your opponent advantage, while you're trying to build advantage, and then you take that away from them, it takes time to set up. But I'm not gonna lie. When I read some of those slug cards, they have some insane effects. The six drop has an insane effect. The wings, that's a three drop that prevents your slugs from being popped up. Like they have really strong cards, which probably makes up, you know, for what the leader does by allowing your opponent to draw all the time. But you know, a lot of people are saying that it's not doing enough. So slug seems a little slow. Maybe yeah. I think he's too slow for the meta. That's the problem with a lot of the cards I see that are like, oh, this is cool, but can you get there in time? Which is exactly why I said Dorm Potential. When you have a long game, Dorm Potential allows you to get there. But we'll, see, we'll have to see how it play out. I don't know how Slug's going to do. I'm not entirely sure how Launch is going to do. I have more hopes for Launch than Slug. I might be completely wrong, just from right. what I've been seeing. I think you're right. I have seen uh, um, at Galaxy, mm-hmm. um, we do have somebody who's been playing with Red Green Launch. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is, right? it is nuts. Yeah, because you build good hand size. Because you uh, use the launch, right? Draw a card, flip over a life, awaken. You use your Nappa. And you draw, draw your turn flip, right? And then you draw, yeah, and then you draw that card. Nappa, draw another card, arrival. You've got, you've lost nothing. Yeah, absolutely. You've lost no value. That was the biggest thing with Red Green Arrival is that you're using all your cards to arrive your cards, so you're not getting a lot of value. But with launch, you're getting all the value back. Yeah. It's basically what Hercules, but better. Yeah. Because you're able to do it multiple times a turn. Yeah, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, PyCon, I have... We'll have to see. I just feel like the Gogeta engine alone is not enough. But as I made that note about PyCon, as more sets get released, in my opinion, he will become more viable. Sure. I think I, you can say that with anything. is that There's potential as long as there's more pieces added. 
Yeah. Like, uh, uh, 10 Trunks has got some support for the TP packs now, where yeah. this can be much more viable. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. A uh, couple more things before we wrap up. This is a longer episode. I'll probably trim a lot of this. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing. It's our like uh, first episode of the new year. It is, 2021. Uh, reboot box toppers. Uh, from what I've seen being pulled, it's uh, random. There's yeah. not a rhyme or reason to it, but I would say probably on average one of each per per case, maybe two of each per case. It'll be two. Of you. Well, you you get twelve box hoppers in total. Okay, yeah. and, and they're only reboot stuff, or are they also that? That's my only confusion. So I don't know if the box hoppers only contains the four reboot cards, or it also contains the reprint of the Gohan Bergamo. Because there's six reboots in total, right? Or like the two field spells. The SS3, the Domo 5 drop, and the two leaders. Yeah. I mean, I saw, um, what was it, TZ. Uh, He opened his. uh, Two King Vegeta field spells, two Demonic Restraints, uh, crap ton of Bergamos and Gohans. So the the Bergamo and the Gohans come in box toppers as well, then? Yes. Only only one announcer and one Bergamo leader. So the leaders might be one per. Yeah, so... That's basically it. Like, I know I read a post online, someone opened a case of set 12. They didn't even get a play set of the field card for the Broly card, which is why it skyrocketed in price. Yeah. That would make sense. I oh, think it's... Oh. Yeah, it's sitting like a $70 right now. Uh, just by Sleeper for the set 12 better? Probably Broly. Is that one Broly? That deck is retarded. I'm actually scared of that deck. I don't say that about a lot of things. Like, I won't, I won't say I'm scared of Shenron, but I know it's going to be really good. But Broly, I'm scared of that deck. Dude, the Bergamo, oh, not the Bergamos, the Paragases. Yeah. Pop into Demonic, replay the Demonic, awaken on your turn because you're just grabbing all your life. Yeah. And then, like, I, I was playing against uh, the same guy who was playing lunch. Um, had, like, two Paragases out. Oh, a book. Yeah. And, there's a, and, like, you've got, like, this little hand size. And this dude's in the, like, you play the six shot for, th- for, for, like, three energy, rip cards out of your opponent's hand. Yeah. It's insane. Like, I was hoping to survive with two dormants. Rips out both my dormants. I was like, what the loose? I think it's scary, dude. <laughs> like, set one Broly, set one Frieza. There you go. Yeah, I'm, no, I, I agree with you. I'm a bit scared of this is a Broly. It is not this a... This is the true burning abyss, my friends. Yeah. yeah, like I said, dude, like, I don't say that about a, a lot of decks at all, but this is that one deck I will say. Like, maybe it won't even be that broken. Maybe there's something we're missing that the metal will be able to handle it, but it's just on paper, looking how the deck functions, looking what the field card does, and now people found out the broken combo with Paragus, just pop your field card because it's going to come right back. Like, the field card doesn't die. Like, you know, it just doesn't. It's, so It stays. It, it's it's really scary on paper. Like, super scary. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. I just know one thing. If that thing starts taking over everything, they better rat it at Paragus or that field card or something. <laughs> No, we're just gonna see the Broly selling Broly get banned. <laughs> the best of one. <laughs> the best of one format. We've decided that set one Broly will be banned. Yeah. Bandai doing Bandai things. Yeah, Bandai, oh yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So we are missing the tournament pack kits cars that we were gonna talk about, but I think we can probably definitely talk about that next time. Yeah. Especially next time. Maybe we can see some of the cards in action, so we'll have more information about those. I just want to talk about the best one, the vacuum, the five drop vacuum. That doesn't even exist. <laughs> not even in the set. Oh my gosh! I don't know who who designed. I don't know who designed. I still don't know the purpose of this card. Like the purpose of the card is like written incredibly uh, un un like unclear. I have no idea what this card's for. It's permanent. Can't be used in combos from the battle areas. 
uh, at the start of your end, uh, the start or end of your turn, your opponent gains control of this card. So does this just flip flop back and forth? Yeah. In my, I thought it was supposed to work for PyCon because your effects kick off when a battle card from your battle area is removed. So because so you play this right in question, like theoretically you play this at the end of your turn, you lose it. Your all your autos proc. At the start of your opponent's turn, you get it back immediately. Correct. Like you know, so it's like. So okay. Uh, but what I, don't it, I don't know what it does. We don't know what it does. You can't cheat it out. To my understanding, I have yet to discover how you cheat it out. Yeah, it, uh, it has. Is that trunks? No, I'm not playing. We're that. not playing that in trunks. <laughs> I'm All I'm saying is that's how you cheat it out. You can play it out in the quad strike though, but well, you'd have to play four of them. <laughs> each cost five. Oh my god! And, <laughs> and you gotta wait a whole nother turn. What you tell me? You're not getting the turn fifteen. <laughs> Actually, this thing doesn't even stay on your opponent's side of the field ever. Well, that's no. why you gotta play four copies, so they all go on turn eight, and then you're just like, all right, or turn nine. You can't do it because they're not staying on the board. That's they come back to you. That's, that's what I'm saying. So the turn, the turn you play it at the end turn, it goes to them. Your opponent starts their turn, it comes back to you. People, I remember like this card came out. I see like so many comments of people trying to make arguments about this card being good. I was like, you guys could give up at some point. You know, not every card has to be good. Like, show me the combo, then I, I don't know. This was just a throw. <laughs> you can't even like negate the skills because it says at the start of the end of your turn. There's something missing. Next set, it has to be next set. I just don't see this card. This card has to come out for free somehow, and you can evolve on top of it. Yeah, it's, it's called the unpredictable because no one can predict what the <laughs> like, I card. just don't see it. Dude. What I'm this card's purpose something. was was completely befuddled to all of and us. These are all color coordinated in order, so there's nothing special coming in this. Yeah. The black cards um, are really cool. Like I said, we'll talk about this next time, but I like the black cards. Uh, the yellow, I feel like we should have touched Weiss a little bit because I think Weiss has potential. But I, we, I, I don't see potential for that. Dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I just wish that, I really wish that Bandai didn't make two yellow colorless, or skillless decks, colorless, skillless decks back to back. Oh, you're talking like Sun Gohan, High Dragon, yeah, now this? Like, yeah. Well, this one relies on the 15Ks. But there's, at the end of the day, you're still skillless. You're still going to play the same cards that you would play in skills go on in this one because they're both yellow and they both affect like you're gonna play the um uh the the, the gohan that's basically the nimbus master yeah because it works for yellow cards like you're gonna play that it, it's it's unavoidable you're gonna play a lot of um of the same yellow skills card that you would play in this except for like the skills because you have to play the goku and the vegeta yeah so it's unfortunate i don't like Weiss. the the it, it's basically Weiss is just a massive book to say i'm subpar <laughs> like that's what this that's what literally his leader effect says I'm literally subpar just wait for Simon to talk with it and then we'll talk uh, yeah. then, then Simon can come on the podcast and roast me for like an 100%, hour and a half 100% yeah, yeah it's cool I like the deck anything else Simon uh, it's cool it's good bro. <laughs> it's cool hey, Simon is cool like the other side of the pillow bro that's all I'm saying oh man. he's chill but hey um I think we'll wrap up right here. Yeah, it's we'll a lot do, of information. We'll yeah. do some shout-outs. Uh, always shout-out to Salt Boys, keeping the hope and dreams alive in front of Jank. Also, shout-out to Lotus Gaming Shop, the home store for the Salt Boys. They just had a very successful pre-release event, and we'll hopefully get more product in and get with their distributors. But also, all of Houston, keeping the meta alive. Exactly. Uh, I'll give my shout-out uh, to Team Lethal. Uh, we're definitely doing a lot of uh, playtesting, and I hope to see us more for this uh, pre-release tournament. Uh, I luckily got my... I'm going to flex on myself some more. I did get my invite to Nat, so that's going to be pretty exciting. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I won the store qualifier, so I got the invite to that uh, that uh, webcam nationals. So 
Uh, shout out to the dude who was stacking his deck. Definitely got a teaspoon. Right, no, right. I'm not stacking my deck. <laughs> oh god, this is gonna be great. But no, definitely shout out to um, everybody out there at Galaxy. The playtesting with all those dudes definitely helped me out. Like I, I would not have been able to to be where to be at that level if it wasn't for playtesting with everybody there. No, absolutely. And then definitely shout out to Galaxy. Uh, we had a good. We're doing our playlist tournament next week. We had a good pre-release for all those pre-orders. Like you said, you know, everybody pre-ordered a lot of stuff. I saw a ton of secrets being pulled and everything else like that. Yeah. One dude bought one, pre-ordered one box, pulled his secret, it pulled his uh, Supremo Pie of Time. It was just like, I got him. Mm-hmm. I'm out, Chief. Yeah. One more boxes for me. <laughs> I'm like, I bet. But, you know, definitely shout out to Galaxy Gaming. Come out next week for Wednesday. I definitely want to see a bunch of people for a pre-release term. It's going to be super fun. Absolutely. Well, my shout-out will go to my team and all my players within my team, even though we're all branching out to different games and just talking <laughs> smack about each other's games. I got Chris, Jason going playing Fre- uh, Flesh and Blood. We got me, oh, Claudio, Daniel all playing Digimon. <laughs> Not Flesh and Blood. Please, anybody think about that game. Yeah, but uh, no, just a little branching out. But nonetheless, we still got players like Darian, Milton. You know, they're consistently going to all the locals. So shout out to them for representing the team and all of our players. You know, some of them are taking a reserve, but that's more than okay. But yeah, yeah. yeah, no, shout out to my team. I love all my players. And shout out to all the other teams and all the other players in Houston for making this community great. Uh, one more shout out, uh, Bandai reboot Vegito. Okay, every so I said two Vegito. It's gonna happen. Like I truly believe it's gonna happen. We need them. Like like this would have been a good thing. Bergamo and uh, announcer next set. All I'm saying is Vegito, Vegito, and Android seventeen and eighteen. I just want you to release the next set of signature cards so I can buy them out. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's all I want. And add the color purple for my boy one time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do it. All right, well, we're out. See you. See you.